something funny. Most of the time when I'm writing, I honestly don't even know what the fuck I'm saying. Mm. Like I kind of just like my something will like will come to my brain, and I know I'll just know that it's important, so I'll write it down. Mm. But then, like after listening to it like tenuously, is when I'll figure out. Oh, I was like my subconscious was trying to tell me something. Got you. So you might get like a line at a time, and then and then and then later on you kind of figure out where that line fits in and yeah. the overall thing. Yeah, gotcha. it's like I, I put it all together, and it's just like months from then after just like mm. listening to it a bunch, I'm just like, whoa, whoa, that's what I was on at that time. Mm. It's like rereading your own diary, you know? Mm-hmm. You're just going back. You're just like, wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Do you do that? Do you? Yeah. I don't know. Do you keep a diary? I did. You know, I went back and read it, and I was just like, wow, I can't believe I said woe with me, unironically. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? You go back, and just like, I was on some shit, boy. I don't know if anybody ever goes back to their diary and finds like, oh, I was so happy. No, that ass. <laughs> oh, man. It's like the middle school thing, you know? It's just like, I have cousins now they're in middle school. I tell them like, hey, I think it's like by law, nobody's allowed to go back and look at who they were in middle school and be like, oh. I was so cool. Oh. I think by law, you're not allowed to be a cool person in middle school. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. I don't want to meet, I don't even want to meet people I knew in middle school. Same. I, I don't live in that state anymore. I would. I don't want to meet anybody that knew me from middle school. I just be. I would start the conversation off with, I'm sorry, you know? <laughs> wow. I get it. No, trust me, I get it. My fucking yeah, man. I remember like I, I don't know if I should say this, but it's just like <laughs> that's okay. what I like to hear. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> um, when I was in middle school, I don't know why we thought this was funny, but it was just like me and like a group of like twenty boys were just like you know it was a good idea if we just like like ran up to like one person on the field we just like picked like one person and then just like ran up to them like a wolf pack and just like grabbed them by their arms and legs and just like threw them into the air i don't know why we thought that was a good idea or why it was funny but to us that was like the epitome of humor so we just fucking for like a week straight we're just like singling out one person at a time and just rushing them different people yeah okay it wasn't like the same person every time <laughs> yeah, nah then we, then we threw up this one kid and he got hurt and then after that they never let anybody back on the field ever again <laughs> <laughs> what'd you do to him how did he get hurt like we just chucked him up so he, he was he was like a, like, a, like a more petite child and he was still growing <laughs> Motherfucking, we chucked him up so high he fell and like landed on his leg weird which like to be fair I'm surprised nobody got hurt sooner yeah honestly honest. I'm surprised they didn't stop you before someone got hurt that, I'm know? like the teacher did not give a fuck nobody <laughs> did I guess they just didn't notice us which was crazy but, yeah, yeah yeah it's their fault honestly the teachers could have been <laughs> i just remember when it was time for people to get in trouble i was like one of three black kids in the grade and they were uh, just like well marcus was over there my uh, <laughs> <So>, uh, <laughs> process of elimination had to be moses and i was like well i guess so <laughs> oh my god yeah. oh we got off we got off the reading <laughs> yeah i can't find it <laughs> oh all right fucking i could try harder do something else or whatever you want to do i'm gonna keep all this in we'll just you know I'll edit it around or whatever. All right, all right. But I, you, you got to read something, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, fucking found it. I don't know why it's called that, but it's something else. Yeah. Saturday of sickness. Drunk on my second Christmas. Cats out of the bag. The cabinet hold my intentions. Three shots agave. Four shots remission. Screaming on the phone was always just an admission of guilt those days. Took a sip, no pain. To be felt just from staring at the list, I swing and hit nothing. Hearts under diamonds, coal crushing. Chips to be lost. I miss my old cousin. Rest in peace. Sanity just for me. Vanity fair issues treachery. Learn to read. 
A room, why don't you? The zoom, wide focused? On all the wrong things, but the school life over. Only once bought a ring, young poolside joker. 2017, but the past all smoke and bridge burner. That That's something that, uh, I guess, well, to... At some point, we should say that we're talking about Congress a lot today. The, yeah. the album that came out, what, a, a, when did it come out? The, uh, you know what's crazy? It's been done since we last spoke. I just didn't put it out until like October 17th. No shit. When did we last spoke? That was like summer April. or something yeah. like that? It was it April? Yeah. Okay. And it came out in the fall then? Yeah. Hell yeah. How have you felt since it came out? Has it, have, has it been what you, what you hoped? I think slowly it's becoming, you know, because it's like, I don't know. I kind of put it out to just like... You have that fear as like a creator mm-hmm. you're just like oh man i have this thing and you just keep it for so long you're just like i'm so insecure about it now i know all of its imperfections like inside mm-hmm. and out you're just like fuck mm-hmm. and i just like in like a panic state was just like put it out put it out put it out i don't want to deal with this anymore and doing that is good for like my spirit bad yeah. for my fucking rollout <laughs> uh, interesting so you you listen back and you hear like little things you like oh i should i should have fixed that or something yeah and i was just like things in everybody's personal life who was working on it or just like my own inability to get in the studio was just like stopping us from coming together and just like polishing it so i think it's like it lacks some of the polish that i would want but overall i'm very proud of it i'm very proud of everybody who worked on it and i'm glad it exists and i'm glad that people like it it's a badass album it's it's a it's really good and it's it's like what over an hour it's like it's like 16 songs thanks brother really fucking good (laughs) and it's on spotify go go listen to it folks congress under the name the prophet elijah muhammad is not for much longer no i was i was gonna ask you about that because on the album i'm pretty sure it says that but then on your spotify it says moses gray tower it does now is that I think so okay I literally just put in that request like two days ago <laughs> oh okay is that so you're gonna go by, yeah, by your name, my name now yeah. hell yeah what hell you call yeah. It? I'm, I was, I'm my last show I uh, I advertised it as I was like my last show as the prophet I was like I'm, I, 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 I fucking relinquish my my my, uh, my holy guidance why like what's what's in your mind about that I don't know I kind of think I want to look at it by I want to do more than rap and I think that you know calling yourself like the god Fahim or like fucking you know, like King Combs or whatever, right? Just like some like grandiose name is really fitting for like hip hop. Mm. You know what I mean? But it's like for other genres, I think it's kind of stifling. Mm. So I'm just like, I'd rather than be like the rapper who I am, I'd rather just be me and put out everything under just my name. I think that's ballsy. I I, I definitely respect that. I I, tr- I guess I do the same, you know, just fine. People do pseudonyms at the Merc, you know, mm-hmm. people when they read, which is fine. Like, you know, it allows you to be a character, I guess, a little bit. Yeah, which I like. Um, it's necessary for art. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm like, eh, it's my shit, you know, mm-hmm. put my name on it. Is that, that's kind of how you feel as well? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like, I don't know. I want to, like, I'm making pop right now, like pop punk specifically. No shit. Swear nice. to God. I wasn't lying when I said I was really jamming Paramore as a child. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah. So it's like. To put that out under the prophet Elijah Muhammad, people just wouldn't take me seriously. <laughs> you know? It's like... There's that album, what, uh, Pop Goes Punk and Punk Goes Pop or whatever. It'd be like Hip Hop Goes Punk or something. No, literally. That would be... Mm, yeah, I mean, what do you think? Would that... There's there's definitely elements that are shared. Yeah. What, I mean, is it much different? What's the, what's the process like for a punk, putting a punk together versus hip hop together? I mean... My biggest inspiration is like Block Party and like the Gorillas. Okay. So it's like okay. the Gorillas, the blueprint was kind of there because it really was just like 
a pop punky hook like kind of like like grungy hook and then just like throw a rap verse on there you know what i mean mm, mm-hmm. so for me like the the verse structure doesn't feel like that weird i'm still bad at writing lyrics that i can sing mm. you know personally so again i'm kind of coming at it more so from like a, i want to get a live band together i want to put like just like make shows a much more enjoyable experience because that's one thing i think hip-hop sucks in concert as like a low-level mm. rapper i see why why would you say because it's so wordy Mm. Like imagine you got like 50 people in a room together And you're just like gonna play some music really loud And just like try to like recite a fucking like Really intricate speech to them Yeah so for hip hop you need to like sit and and listen Like have it in your ears and like focus Is that kind of what you're saying? Like at least like the music that I The hip hop that I make Yeah You know Right I mean yeah that's the thing that hits you When you start listening to the To all the songs that you make Like every single line has It's like a It's a punch It's a punch in the stomach Every Yo. single Every single one has Has meaning layered onto it um some of them d- deeply personal i mean song for a mirror yeah is is incredibly i mean it almost made me cry when i heard when i heard it for the first time it's intense man yeah i couldn't perform that one for years without crying honestly mm. you know which i like um because it's like as a man you know i feel like we're not given especially like you know what i mean we're not given opportunities to cry especially coming before i come from it's like I remember one time when I was in middle school, I remember I went to go cry in the shower, you know what I mean? Just so nobody could hear me and then fucking they could hear me. And like my, my mom like burst in through the door and just like be a man, you know what I really? mean? Really? Swear to God. And so it's like, you know, when you experience that at like 12, 13 years old, like you, you know, like you feel the whole rest of the world kind of feeling like kind of co-signing that statement of just yeah. like, hey bro, like you gotta be strong. Yeah. The only places I felt like were acceptable for me to cry was on stage, you know? That's interesting. That, it's crazy. It's crazy that I guess I guess it is. What is that? I guess there's a protective layer when you're on stage between you and the audience because whatever yeah. you do up there is like the performance. Mm-hmm. Is that it's precisely? And it's just like this shit is moving me to such a degree to which like I'm gonna cry. And I was always like with some things. I was like I need to get this off my chest. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Because like the one for Amir, Confessions from the South Side even the one for my mom. I'm just like, this is literally me just going through like actual therapy, but just like mm. on a mic. Yeah. You know, I'm just like, I'm putting this on record. I'm just, I'm gonna say what the fuck I have to say to get this out like out of my body because yeah. if I don't, I'm gonna implode. Damn. And so do you, you is the uh, is part of the reason that you're kind of shifting genres here because you feel like you got it out and you, yeah. you want to do something else? I feel healed for the most part, like from a lot of shit. And mm. I'm just like, I can't, I don't know how many times can I talk about you know, I will I will later on this episode kind of explicitly. I hope so, at least. But just like, I don't know. It's like my past is like a criminal. You know what I mean? Mm. It's just like, and the, like true and genuine ins and outs of that. You know what I mean? It's like, it's not something I could talk about forever. Sometimes you just want to write a song about dating a white woman. <laughs> you <know? laughs> like, you just want to keep shit kind of simple. You're just like, let me just give you on because a crazy baseline. Like, talk about dating a white lady. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Do you conscious rap is something that i've heard do you do you take that that label on on your work on your absolutely rap? okay yeah it, i don't i don't know what the difference i don't know what the intricacies of hip-hop and rap uh i mean look at me fucking <laughs> i mean shit you a student of the game yes i, I, I can yes. tell you i can tell you appreciate music yes absolutely uh but the the difference is the difference is between a song that has that either it, it's not even always a message like a personal message but there's like a message 
uh, a, the difference between that and, and just a song that, like you said, is just you want people to hear it and just kind of like feel good for a second. Yeah. Not that not that conscious rap doesn't make people feel good. It definitely does. It's just a. It's different. Yeah. It's more of like an ache. Yeah. It's like I say that rap is like the lowest bar to into being a musician. Mm. Interesting. <clears throat> Which is why I think that like the title rapper is so like not respected. Because it's like anybody who literally anybody puts a pulls up a beat on YouTube, yeah, and just like, uh, I went to the store. I wanted to get for loco to go crazy because you know that that's how we do it in Boco. You're a rapper now, you know. It's that's like better than I could do. No, like today you're a rapper. <laughs> anybody's like, oh, the cat in the hat. You're a rapper, uh-huh. and it's just like, uh-huh. uh-huh. And so, what what does it take to elevate yourself? Then I think you gotta have purpose. Mm. I think you gotta know what it is you're trying to say because that's really all it takes to be a good rapper have something you want to say and know how to say it. I guess that makes sense. It's just that simple. You just, you just like the, I guess the beginning is simple and then finding your message is maybe the hard part. I don't know. But it seems like coming from creating Congress, like from your background and putting your background into it and your history into it, it seems like that, I don't don't know. I'm talking out of my ass here, but it seems like that would make the process easier it like, definitely does yeah yeah because i'm just like i don't know it's my life <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know? right exactly like, yeah. take these stories put put them into a, a verse form and mm-hmm. speak them yeah so you and, and the new stuff you're singing like yeah hell yeah i'll play some after this but <laughs> fuck yeah dude yeah. hell yeah I, I can't wait to hear it Appreciate i remember um oh man last year at some point is a while ago at the corner beat you did uh Home, home is where, where the, the hatred, hatred is, is man yeah. that that stuck with me uh you got a you have a, a voice for singing for sure thank and a voice much. for rapping of course but thank you very much hell yeah uh what's your favorite song off congress um probably chicken little mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. yeah i like i like that um i like that one and i like when you do it at the like open mics and stuff mm-hmm. that's the that's another thing that i like about hearing them in both settings is hearing how differently you read them versus perform them yeah is that i mean what is the what when you're reading them it's it's i don't know deeper a little more monotone maybe a mm-hmm. little more just like delivered is that like do you do you, when you're delivering them in an open mic setting like what is your are you crafting it in a certain way or just kind of reading it i'm trying to trying to read you a story mm-hmm. like i'm really trying to like walk you through this universe that i'm trying to craft through this song Mm. You know, like I want you to hear it when I say Ben Carson, California, a reflection of truth to what a black man do when the master is you. Mm. Like I want people to hear that versus when it's in concert. I'm just like, feel these beats, catch every fifth word and fucking sing the hook with me. Let's all just have a good time. Hell yeah. (laughs) Hell yeah. Interesting. Have you, I mean, I guess in, uh, I guess other genres probably have it as well, but in rock and like classic rock, especially the concept album is like a kind of a, a bygone art form. Would you consider Congress like a like a concept album? Almost. I like I made it um in the idea of being just like this is my section 80, you know? I was like the Kendrick fan of me emerges, but it's like I was like I I need to I need to just like kind of like paint the picture like what it actually is to grow up in Colorado as like a like a like a, like a misfit youth, you know? Mm. Mm, that definitely comes through. Yeah, it definitely comes Thanks, through. Man. As somebody who's only been here for a few years, it's you know part of the problem. Uh, it definitely comes through. I don't know. So next is are are you working on? You want to get a group together? Do you have? 
I mean, you just put an album out. So to ask you what's next in terms of like another another project is probably nah, I'm ready. fucking annoying. Yeah, nah, I'm ready. Yeah, I got this whole shit planned out. I'm trying to do at least two this year. Okay, what do we got? What's on the what's on the docket? The pop punk album is going to be called Rest in Peace Tupac Shakur. Mm. <laughs> you know, and uh, I'm probably going to do a couple of the songs that got cut from Congress, as well as this is one is going to be the big one. This probably one this probably one won't come out till like uh, October December. Oh damn! Okay, because I'm really going to take my time to try to actually learn how to produce and like really just like handcraft this album from like the ashes of everything that was, and it's going to be called Heat Stroke. Cool. Cool, yeah. and that's the one with the ones that got cut from Congress. Yeah. So that's going to be back to hip hop, more rap focused. Yeah. Hell yeah, hell yeah. And so, what is the? I mean, is it another concept album? Would you say? Yeah. What's the concept? Um, heat stroke. Yeah, heat stroke. The idea behind it is back when I was like eighteen, like when I when I like just finished high school, I wanted to be a rapper like so badly because I failed out of like my first semester of college. You know, I just like was not going to class. I knew that like I just knew that this wasn't for me. So mm. I was like, I'm gonna hang out up here, sell a bunch of drugs, fucking party, have a great time, and then just like get kicked out. Like I knew that that was what I was on. Damn. You know? Yeah, so. yeah. Fuck yeah. I respect it. I respect waiting to get kicked out rather than like going in and saying I'm done. Just like yeah. y'all need to kick me out. Yeah, I was just like, listen, bro, I'm gonna record a bunch of songs that have people do coke in the background until y'all <laughs> niggas fucking put me on academic probation. So it's like it's up to y'all. How long did it take them? A semester. A semester. <laughs> they were like, this dude showed up for like the first week and then stopped coming. Oh man. Hey, but res- I mean, you, you knew it wasn't for you. Oh God. Respect that. Yeah. So I fucking ignorantly dropped out and I wanted really, really badly to be a rapper, like really, 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 really badly. And I just like fell into like addiction and just like exhaustion. Like I remember I just like, I put like so much pressure on myself to like, you know, I was waking up. I was like, I got two more years to write Illmatic. You know what I mean? Mm. That was my mindset. Mm. And I was like, I worked myself to the point of just like complete blindness and complete like mental fatigue. And I, 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 I'm, I was like, I essentially gave myself heat stroke by putting this much pressure and heat on myself. So that's going to be, that is that era going to be kind of the focus of this? Yeah. Gotcha. Because this is more so like, Congress is more so about like my life, like I'll say like 13 to 18. Uh-huh. I'll be like 18 to 21 now. Okay. Like, that's, what, that's what heat stroke is going to be about. Okay. Do you, has that kind of cooled off for you? Do you still feel that need to, to push yourself that hard Absolutely. these days? Because I'm just not where I want to be yet, you know. How will you know when you get there? <sighs> That's the question, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, I was I was recently asking myself this because to me before, like the the thing that like would have won it for me was like a deal. Mm. You know, if I just get a record deal, I felt like that would have been like the indisputable achievement. Because mm. I know like ten talented niggas right now off the top of my head in Denver. Yes. Yeah. They were just like more talented than I. Mm. So it's like. But if I'm the one who came out of East Colfax and went and got the deal, then nobody can say shit. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll be just like I made it. And that hasn't happened yet, right? Like there hasn't been been an artist from. I mean, there's been like there's been groups here and there from Denver who like kind of get big, but there hasn't been like there hasn't been like a sensation from Denver. Is that mm-hmm. fair to say? Like three hundred three was like the shit. Like, they had a song with Katy Perry. Three hundred three <laughs> is from from. Bold, I guess I that think. makes sense. I didn't think about that. I didn't, is that because of the area code? It must be. Yeah. I didn't think about that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you, man, they're going to crucify you, but I don't, I don't got that. I'm not from here. Fuck them. <laughs> I'm from Seattle. <laughs> That's pretty vibing. There we, we're talking about grunge earlier. Right. I've been reading about grunge. I was going to do a, 
for a different project, a, a whole summary of like history of grunge with a friend, mm. like record it and talk about it. Wow. Uh, it, yeah, it hasn't happened yet, but I mean, you want to talk about <laughs> fucking people who ground themselves into dust. No, seriously. Them grunge niggas, they know how to fucking work hard and party hard. Yeah, boy. <laughs> but it sounds like you know that as well. I, I probably got to start looking up statutes of limitations before we start talking about your your history. <laughs> well, I mean, shit. Most of it I can just be just like we can plug in allegedly in here right now. Uh, <laughs> it's all satire. This is this is a complete satire approach to this. Yeah, yeah. Hypotheticals. Yeah. So anyway, fucking <laughs> when I was like seventeen, I remember I came home from summer school with my cousin, and we were just kicking it outside of my cousin's house, just like smoking a blunt on the porch, and I remember. Um, the reddest Cadillac I'd ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> just like with like the chromey wheels and like this was like it looked fresh out of the factory. And I was just like, man, this shit's shining. Rolls up to the curb. I see my uncle come outside. My cousin gives me a look and is like, we should probably go inside. <laughs> oh, yeah. we should probably go inside. And then after that, you know, I was just like, oh yeah, I forgot. This is what this is what you know goes on over here. And fucking. You know, I wanted part in it. You know, I wanted I wanted part in it just because it's like I, I didn't want to be broke no more. I didn't mm. want to be like when I got cut from the basketball team. It legit it's like drained me of all my mm. sense of purpose because this before is high the, school, yeah, okay. When I got cut from the basketball team, I lost all my sense of purpose because mm. I was just like I'm going to the NBA. Blah 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 blah. blah right? I was like I started high school at five six. I'm like I'm five ten now. Fucking shit! If I keep going like this, <laughs> the league's an inevitability. <laughs> <laughs> I, like I topped out at like 5'11 so uh, you know it didn't work out for me but it's like shit it might for you but it's like <laughs> <laughs> um, you know I had to pivot really hard and it's like academia never seemed like an option for me realistically I don't know why it just didn't and uh, I was like well I guess this is it so I was like hey put me on to whatever y'all are doing and they did you know and so that was a, a steady like you know stick and move kind of thing and you know the fish gets bigger every time you know and eventually it culminates in your mom asking you hey why did you just cash out that dude $150 and you have to explain to her this coke isn't mine it's to sell and you have to watch her heart break right in front of you you know she starts she's like this is not what we came here for this isn't what we do like what the fuck because it's like I was supposed to be like a doctor. You know what I mean? Like my parents had no money at all. Like we grew up on section eight and it's like slowly through the matter of like their own will and determination that we even make it to like the suburbs. You know, that mm -hmm. was like the crowning achievement of like my life, which is having a garage. Yeah. Like I remember being so pissed in elementary school that I just didn't have a garage that I had to walk upstairs to get to my house even, mm. you know? And it's like, I slept in the living room of my house. You know what I mean? For like seven years. People don't know that. For ten, from ten to seventeen, I did not have my own room. I had to sleep in the living room. Wow. Yeah. Just because it was seven of us in a two bedroom. It was me, my brother, my sister, my dad, my mom, and my grandparents all in a, in a fucking two bedroom. Yeah. And then you made it. How did you make it to the suburbs? Craziest thing in the world, bro. Fucking. My family was roughly like sixty thousand dollars in debt. You know, so it was like we probably gonna work to get this off for the rest of our lives and. You know, that was just gonna be the story. But my dad slips and cracks his head on some ice. Swear to God. 
My dad slips and hits his head on ice, and we sue the city because it was their responsibility to mm. clear the ice. Debt's gone. Wow. Debt's gone like that. And now my parents are like, okay, now we can start building the credit. Okay, now yeah. we can actually get to suburbia. And so it was crazy being just like wickedly, wickedly poor up until like you're 17. And I'm just like, wow, I'm in the suburbs now. And it's like my whole life changes. You know what I mean? From that point forward, because it's like I'm still holding on to who I was back then. Of course. Yeah, of course you are. Yeah. I'm just like, I'm so new to this. It's like, I don't understand why my neighbors are so mad that I'm playing rap music and smoking weed. You know what I mean? I don't know why they're so mad that people keep coming and going from my house. And it's just like, eventually just like being in the suburbs and just like selling coke. My mom was like, what the fuck are you doing? Mm. Like, this is not, this is like, this is not why we came here. And was that the end or did you? Yeah. Yeah. That was it. I was like, you know what? Like, I dibble-dabbled after that, but nothing that hard. Mm. You know, I was like, oh, okay, I got some shrooms. I'll get them off. You know what I'm saying? Whatever, right? But it's like, because I was like, coke kills people. You know, I was like, I justified it to myself with the shrooms of just being like, hey, you know, this is like a spiritual experience. But in the end, I knew I was lying to myself. Mm. I was like, Brody, just go get a job. I know you don't want to. I know it fit. No, for real. Like, it really felt like I was caught. Like, for real. It was actually like a debate in my head. Cause I'm like, hey, I'm going to make more out here. Mm-hmm. And it's like, if my plan is to fucking live fast and die young anyway, mm. you know, why not just go off like this? Why not risk my life? Why not risk a felony every time I leave the house? Mm. Because I know I'm not going to be here long anyway. Might as well be comfortable. And this was, this was to give us a frame of reference, how old would you say? 17 to 17 20. 17 to 20. This whole time, I'm like wickedly suicidal. I like I didn't know what to do with myself after I finished high school. I went to college because everybody said go, and then I get there and I'm just like I'm having a ball, just destroying myself, mm. you know. And it gets to the point where it's like you trip so much acid, like you feel like the your eyeball stem just start to like dissolve a little bit just because you trip so much, and it's like you can't even smoke weed no more because now every time you do, you freak the fuck out. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I felt my body just start to fail me. And I was just like, wow, I really only have one body. Mm. I really only have one body. I'm destroying it at such a rapid pace. Crazy thing, I didn't always sound like this. What do you mean, the voice? Yes. One day I took a dab, like way too hot, outside of the Denver diner. And I fucking slowly felt my throat, like a hole open up in my throat. And I've never sounded the same ever again. We would've got like deeper? Like for a while there, I just couldn't hit like a middle octave. Whoa. And even now it's like fucking, I've been smoking, I'm drinking a hot liquid, but it's like, I just smoke cigarettes now. But it's like, if anybody ever wondered why Moses is sober, that's why. But it's like, I just couldn't speak in like a middle range at all. And now it's like absurdly gravelly, which like sells mm. records, which I'm grateful for. But it's like, I didn't always sound like this. I used to think way better. And it's like, I wasn't fucking a mild schizophrenic as the doctor would describe. Yeah, man, I, it's easy to... I don't know. It's a it's a very interesting fucking sticky area because on the one hand like I've gone through it myself, you know, with with the drugs. I like I th- I think drugs should be legal. Most mostly. There's some that I'm like no, we shouldn't have them. There's that Seattle. Yeah. <laughs> I think they should be. I think that people should have like uh, you know, what's the word? Agency over what they do with their consciousness basically. Completely. And at the same time, you got to be fucking careful with with Seriously. this stuff. Seriously. Even weed. Like, even weed. You got to be careful with it. Well, because now it's like mega weed. The thing, yeah. people, thing that people don't understand. <laughs> 30% fucking I'm just like, mug. It's ridiculous. This is not how it was supposed to. This is not the way God intended. <laughs> this was not the way God intended weed to be. Man, I've, I'm on a break right now. It may be permanent. I don't know. But um, recently, I got the fucking Ripple packets. Yeah. Literally, it's just like 
I don't know how they do it. Some god-awful mad scientist way of taking this plant and <laughs> distilling it into this fucking powder. Yeah, nah, I don't, like, you can put it on bagels. You can put it on pizza. And I'm like... I don't know if that, I don't know if weed is supposed to be on pizza. I don't trust digital weed, bro. I don't trust digital weed. Like I'm like fucking it was like herb if anything and it's like even that is too much cuz this shit is like absurdly strong. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, yeah. And then but at the same time I'm like, you know, that's just for me, you know? You do you. Ah, uh, facts. Everybody Any, else. Yeah, y'all, if y'all can handle the mega weed pops mm-hmm. to you. <laughs> Some people can. Some people I wonder. I wonder. Right. I wonder what how what handling looks like. You know what I mean? Because it's like, bro, I swear to God, I would hit the blunt every now and then for a couple of years just trying to figure out, it's like, can I still do this? And I'm just like, I'm fighting for my life today. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm fighting so hard mm-hmm. to just be chill. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to hit this. I'm just going to relax for a little bit. And suddenly I'm like, I got to be a better son. And, Dead know, ass. <laughs> you're not even. Oh, my God. I hit the fucking nail on the head, dude. Oh, man. So then, so what is your what is your vice of choice today? Is there one? I mean, you mentioned cigarettes. I smoke cigarettes and probably women. <laughs> <laughs> mm. I mean, that might be the most dangerous one. Isn't it? Man, I tell you what, boy. Nothing will change your life like a woman. Nothing will change your life like a woman. Fuck drugs. <laughs> <laughs> any, I mean, any stories to share in that regard? Uh, fucking, let's bring it all the way back. Mm. Fucking... Uh, Hail Mary. I wrote that about cheating on my girlfriend. No <laughs> shit. Yeah, I swear to God. So the story was that fucking I'm 17 part-time dope dealer. I'm feeling good, feeling great, bringing in a little money here and there, you know, just smoking, feeling like the coolest kid in town. And I had a girlfriend and like we had just started dating. And then a friend of mine gave her friend my number mm. just because she thought I was cute or whatever. And then I was like, why not date them both? And so I, I just had like two girlfriends, <laughs> which were like, it sounds great, right? It sounds great in theory, like when you're in bed, but like when you're out in public, you gotta right. be like, who's right. behind me? Who's gonna see me at the MCA? Right. Like, <laughs> God, so how long did you keep it going? Like two months. And then um, I ended up picking one, like I ended up picking like the original girl. Cause I was just like the other one was a little bit too crazy for me. She was like this like five eleven Russian goth. Oh, <laughs> yeah. damn! I know. I was like I was I was I was crazy. I was all over the place. But it's like, <laughs> um, she finds out because I didn't tell her. I just like posted it on my Snapchat story, like it just me with like another girl. She got pissed. Fucking found out who my first girlfriend was. Gets in contact with her, and then my first girlfriend on Christmas Eve or on Christmas Day actually writes me like this like 12 page note document of just like why I'm a terrible person you know which I kept for as long as I could you know just to like reflect on it because up until that point it net like it hadn't really occurred to me that like my actions have consequences you know? uh-huh. and I was just like wow I've like permanently altered this person's ability to trust you know it's like a fundamental aspect of humanity like I fucked it up for them and that's on me because I wanted to be selfish so you read that and and what what was your your reaction was get drunk I was house sitting mm-hmm. for my friend and so I was just like, fuck it. I'm just going to go in the liquor cabinet, get drunk and just like be angry. Like I was just like yelling on the phone and just like being angry because I was like, I got caught and I didn't know what to do. And I just like had to like settle with it for a second. And mm-hmm. I was like, you done goofed, Moses, you done goofed. And, you know, ever since then, I've been a good boy. But, <laughs> you know, yeah, at the time I was I was, I was young and wild and. Everyone has to at some point. All right. So you said you kept it as long as you can. Do you still have that or? No, nah, it's because I got a new phone ah. and it just like didn't back up with me. But I was just like, I would read it every now and then. Mm-hmm. 
I'd be just like, wow, we, <laughs> I did a number on Shorty. But for her to like do that was crazy. Yeah. yeah that shit, it stuck with me. She taught me a lesson for real. I bet. And I, I mean, I guess reading that would allow you to, it's like a benchmark or a mile, a mile marker, you know, mm-hmm. you can look back. I mean, I, I don't know. Do you felt like you, I'm assuming, but I don't want to assume. Do you felt like you grew? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I had to. Yeah. God damn. So you, you're around Denver. I mean, you're all over the place, but you're doing shows. Yeah. Uh, do you have any shows upcoming? Not right now. All right. Hell yeah. I, I mean, what is, what is, I feel like the music industry has so much uh, opportunity for like seediness and like being taken yeah. advantage of any, any goss around Denver in terms of that, in terms of venues or anything like that? The venues are all actually pretty cool. Fuck yeah, that's great to hear. Yeah, you know, they're just like, do you have a good enough product? Like, can you bring a crowd? If yes, then cool. If not, then no. You know, I think it's like, uh, the venues aren't the hard part. The hard part is the other artists. Mm. You know, because it's like... Like jealousies? Everybody wants in. Mm. You know, and it's like, it's hard to say no. Mm. Like, you came to my show. I had like 10 people perform with me. Yeah. You know, just because I was like, I'm not going to be the nigga who didn't give back. You know, I'm not going to be the person who turned his back on the homies. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like, that's like a pressure you face as like an artist. And just like, all I can say is, is like, keep the product tight. Mm. Like if it's thematic and it fits the idea of like the thing you're pushing, by all means, bring everybody that you can. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm the biggest advocate for spreading the rock around. But it's like, if it just don't fit the scheme today, it doesn't mean it won't fit the scheme tomorrow. But some niggas don't, don't want to hear that. You mm. know? Did you, I'm, I'm assuming that you felt that with Congress then, putting the album together. Was there anything about, like, you know, having to choose who featured on, on the album and who didn't, or was nah, that okay? No, because I always start every album with nobody's going to feature. Mm. You know, like, I, I always start every album with, I have nobody in mind, fucking, if the opportunity presents itself, then they will get on the song. Because it's like, on Hail Mary, Control, he's on the hook. He was just in the studio that day. Oh, cool. He was literally just like, he just happened to be at the GVO house the day I recorded Hail Mary. And then I heard him sing the hook and he was like, I was like, get on it if you Hell would. Yeah. You know? Hell yeah. That was like a magical like happening. But, you know, it's the after. It's again, like the shit that sucks. Because mm. now it's like, okay, I'm starting to, I'm starting to slowly like put together and like reap the benefit of everything and people want in. Sure. Sure. Yeah. I mean, what do you do? I mean, wh- how do you, how do you maintain boundaries? I sipped my tea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that you just keep shit pee. You keep shit honest and you keep shit godly. Mm. You know, I'm just like, I'm not out to deceive nobody. I'm not out to hurt nobody. I'm not to steal from nobody. If you feel like you're owed something from me, communicate that with me and I'll be happy to put whatever it is you feel like you are owed in your pocket. I'm not a greedy individual. I know that there's plenty enough to eat for all of us. Simple enough. Right? Simple enough. You know, I was online i probably read it um because i have fucking addicted to reddit can't get off it but just got on oh god man watch out um but somebody it must have been oh yeah i remember why but i was on the denver page and somebody asked about the denver sound uh like what music would be the denver sound and and the one that came up was like dark country which i was surprised about are you surprised to hear that people think that that uh no because grizzly rose is dumb popping every weekend Dumb popping. Yeah. Oh, uh, <laughs> everybody and their mothers at Grizzly Rose. <laughs> oh, Grizzly Rose. That's the one off the off, off the freeway. The highway, yeah. yeah. Okay. Have you been? No, <laughs> I haven't either. It's not your scene. They don't want people like me in Grizzly Rose. <laughs> 
I just made a conscious rap album. I'm wearing a Kendrick Lamar <laughs> t-shirt. They don't want me in Grizzly Rose. And I don't drink. They definitely don't want me. Uh, I guess so. Yeah. I guess so. But the pop punk is going to is gonna open up new avenues. Mm-hmm. It'll help me do more than just the Roxy. <laughs> <laughs> do you have a, like a dream venue? Uh... Red Rocks is obviously like the one where sure. it's like I feel like I made it, like I made it, made it, at least like for the yeah. city, you know. But I don't know. I really want to do like the Ogden or just like some shit like on like on Colfax. Yeah, you know? there's nice theaters along Colfax. Yeah, with just like the Ogden, like the Bluebird. I've never been to the Fillmore, but I hear it's nice. I haven't either. Hell yeah! So is is Denver? Is Denver the place? Like, is Denver, are, are you going to be Denver-based as long as possible? I mean, this is my home. I mean, this is something I want to talk about, but I recently, like, I was in LA for a few months, mm. you know, just trying to be just, like, looking for a deal. I was just like, I have this album that I think is really good uh-huh. that I was able to sell a bunch of CDs for to get out here. You know, that's how I financed my trip to LA. That's how I financed, that's how I financed my stay. I just, like, you remember that when I was selling CDs? I think so, yeah. Yeah, I just, like, sold all my CDs, and I was just like, wow, that's a smooth thousand dollars. It's awesome. And I was just like, somebody take this off my hands and put it out on your label, blah, blah, yeah. blah, 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 right? Nobody bit. And their loss. I know. Because I think back to the Kanye West supposedly, not even supposedly, Kanye West just did have a flash drive that had all falls down, two words, and Jesus walks on it. And people told him, you will never succeed in rap music, Jeez. which is the most insane uh, shit to me. Oh my God. Imagine uh, that. You have Jesus walks on a fucking CD and people were just like, nah. <laughs> this is trash. <laughs> yeah. Like would berate him to the point of tears was like the fucking story commonly told. And then, then you wonder why he has a bit of an ego on him. <laughs> right. And I'm like, to quote Vince Staples, some people need an ego. Like Kanye West needs an ego. You know who doesn't need an ego? Fucking chameleonaire. <laughs> <laughs> like we get it. You were a tech investor. But it's like, whatever, dog. Yeah, yeah. So you came back. Was the was the plan to if you if you had if someone had bit was the plan to establish yourself out there or is your plan to like do that sell that and and come back? Plan was to come back. Yeah, you know. But I was like, I'm. I was determined to stay out there for as long as I needed to, just to try to like see everything through. And then it's just like it just was not moving. I just could not like will this machine to move. And it kind of like re reaffirmed in my head the idea of just like you really do just got to be a proven product, you know? Mm. Like like one-time successes aren't good enough. And it's like, you got to be consistent and you got to produce, which is why like I'm, I'm, my foot has hit the gas since then. Like I came back, came back like the end of October. Sorry, I'm going to mute these. I don't think it's on the recording, but I, I'm getting notifications and it's making noises in our ears. So I'm going to mute this shit. My no, bad. No, you're all right. Uh, all right, now that's muted. All right, anyway. <laughs> um... I can go back and see what we were saying if you want. No, nah, I remember. Hell yeah. Man, yeah. My foot hit the gas. As soon as I came back, I was just like, I won't let nobody out here in LA think that they're better than me or give them a reason to say no to me ever again. Like I have to show up really here and be just like, I am who I think I am. You know, Alexis said at one of the open mics, make your ego earn itself. And that line, I love it. I love that line. I was like, man, I loved it. I think that I'm great and I, I'm glad that I made a good album, but it's like my eyes my eyes are on the next thing immediately. Which is why I have my release schedule planned out, boy. I'm going crazy. You have to. You have to you can't you can't sit back, right? If never. you sit back, you're never gonna get that momentum again. Absolutely. You feel like you're on you're riding a wave right now? Yeah. You know. That's gotta feel good, man. It feels all right. You know, it's like I had somebody take a picture of me 
like for the first time ever, which like felt great. It felt incredibly validating. What do you mean? Like he just caught me after the show and was like, we were here to see somebody else. Oh, but, and like came up and like, yeah, oh, he was gotcha. like, but you know, I'm like, you fucking, my nephew's are like such a huge fan of yours now. You know what I mean? And I was just like, wow. <laughs> I was like, this is great. This is like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I was like, this is, this was, it made my heart feel good. It, yeah. made, it made it feel like I was, it made me feel like I was pushing the right buttons. It made me feel like I was like, okay, I'm doing the thing that I was supposed to do. Yeah, man. Do you, do you wonder, I wonder if, if this is inevitable. I don't know. Um, like I, w I would feel like the instinct would be to hold on to that feeling, but your goal is to get a lot bigger than you are right now. That's fair to say, right? Yep. yep. How, how would you plan on holding on to like that kind of a attitude, that kind of a, you know, cherishing those kinds of moments as, as things just pop the fuck off completely? I don't know. It's like a, that question of how you act when you're rich, when you've never been rich, you know, mm -hmm. like you really have no idea. That's true. You know, like you've, you've never had a hundred million in your bank account. You have no idea how you would act in that scenario. I've only ever been poor. I've only ever been, you know, of minimal acclaim. Take a stab at it. How do you think you would act? I think good. Yeah. I, I mean, it's like half the reason why, like I even make music was to just be just like, I wanted to replicate the feeling that I got from listening to music. Mm. You know, back when I felt like nobody in the world understood how I felt, I would just turn on these songs and it would feel like they were talking exactly to me or about me. And I was just like, wow, this is wonderful. And the fact that I'm able to give that back to people, that's the most important thing. Yeah. Yeah. So shout out to anybody who's ever spun my shit even once. Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah, absolutely. I've told a couple of people, I've been, a couple of people, even anytime I find out somebody's into hip hop, I'm like, <laughs> thanks bro. I appreciate that. For local, that. local, check them out. Right. I'm all about that local. Thanks dog. Fuck yeah. God damn. You want to read something else? I do. Hell yeah. Um, what to read? I'll read Confessions from the South Side. The wise men saw this coming. Mine said a dime a dozen. Niggas trying to make it out the city and I gotta love them. But I gotta get it. I don't care if you're my brother. Honestly, I don't know if I'ma last another summer. All my homies graduate and I'm still crashing at my mother's. Still the bastard I once was. Backpack full of rubbers and a phone full of hoes I'm doing wrong. Can't trust nobody, know that part of me gone. That's why I don't believe them when they say they like my songs. Got a lighter in my palm for the silence at the dawn. Pow, pow. I'm awake all night, dog, I'm fighting alone. See my demons in the mirror that I made on the fall. Down from heaven, I'm a star. 504, the timestamp on my birthday. New son of the morning. Sean Carter, the worst ways. Talking to the birds, wait. Hold on. I don't want to be what they ain't say to my face. I was rapping my ass off when my cousin that beat his case. Told my big bro I make us rich and I ain't seen him again. Guilt and pressure on my shoulders when I think of his name. The Renaissance town home's a treacherous place. Great auntie just passed and I could still see her face. In my living room mourning my grandfather. I'm shaking. I'm tired of losing everybody close to me lately. I got tears in my eyes for a mirror. I'm a fraud to them. Pushed to the edge we sin. I seen a long lost twin bite the bullet I dodged by the skin of my teeth. So it's fucked the odds. I'm going to make it. And you might not understand me. Go listen to Frustrated and y'all can keep all the Grammys. I'm trapping out of Cherry Creek, embarrassing my family. While everybody telling me music should be my plan B, I'm running out of options. Zero credits, plenty debt from failing out of college. I'm the nigga in the city they refuse to acknowledge, but I dare you to try to stop it. I dare you to try to stop it. I got a loaded gun inside my Jansport. I've been wildin' for a while now. 
Shot a Hennessy, I'm fine now. This how everybody find out. Shit ain't going good and I've been running out of time, how? Niggas supposed to make it when they turning all the lights down. Guilty of my past, responsible for my future. Luther Vandross and my speakers, I'ma prove it. I'm the one, baby. Prodigal exile. Young ghetto Moses, refurbishing textiles, herding the Gentiles, a bird in the West Nile. The virus killed me. The mill of the next aisle, I'm starving. Casket empty on my auction. Blocked phone numbers in, leaning for the coffin, I'll be fine. I promise, I swear. I don't know where I'm headed, but I'll let you know when I'm there. Glass shards in my arm, putting smoke in the air. That's for my safety. Thank you. I mean, we talked about how that was in a completely different time in, in your life and mindset. And that, you know, the conversation we just had into that, you really see a difference yeah. in, in where you were versus where you are now, like mentally. Yeah, I hope so. God damn. You know, it's like gangbanging or selling drugs is the equivalent to just like being suicidal but in the hood mm. i'm so serious you know like yeah. hood, hood niggas don't kill themselves you know they don't they don't they'd rather kill somebody else but then or then get killed mm. you know and that was the mentality i was just like i'm going to die i want to die so i will take obscene amounts of drugs and i will engage in behavior where i'm just going to stay out looking for trouble and if i know if i do trouble's going to find me it was hard it was hard for my family you know just like having me be the kid you know who my mom moved away from everybody to go to cherry creek high school mm. watching me turn into that you know watching me become just like a victim to everything that I, my mom tried so desperately to get me to avoid you know and i think it's interesting that sometimes you're most likely to encounter your fate on the path you took to avoid it Mm. You know, like it made me feel sometimes like there was nothing I could have done other than have just hung out in the ghetto. I feel like moving was a wrong thing for me to do because then it put that chip on my shoulder of like, I got to prove myself. And it's in that, you know, because it's like white people give you an option, at least in like a predominantly white institution like Cherry Creek High School, like the South Side of Denver. You're given like five options as a black man on who you can be. You can be Herbie Hancock. You can be LeBron James. You can be Steve Urkel. You can be Chief Keefe or you can be Avon Barksdale. I wasn't talented enough to be Herbie Hancock. I wasn't good enough to be LeBron James. I didn't want to be Steve Urkel. So I said, fuck it, these other two will have to do. And as soon as I got cut from that team, boy, I started going crazy. Because now I got to prove myself and I don't want to live no more because this hurt is getting to me so badly. Because being socially ostracized, I don't think people understand how damaging that is, especially for a young person. Like the worst thing they can do to you in jail right aside from straight up killing you is sticking you by yourself yeah yeah you don't want to be alone no nobody wants to be alone and it's like in that environment i was forced to be and so when you're put in that such like a drastic scenario you're forced to make drastic decisions and unfortunately they came with real life actual consequences for me you know like i fucked up my transcript i fucked up my body i fucked up a lot of money i could have caught a felony at any given time and never have even been here yeah you know, so it's like by the grace of God, truly, and nothing else, I exist and stand today, you know, where I'm at in Mitch's living room. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> able to just tell you this story. Like, I am a supreme outlier. So I know niggas who lost their lives. Like, my little homie Jaheem got shot in his butt, swear to God, lived. <laughs> but he made it out. And that's what the song, The One for Amir, is about. Mm. I saw this kid, Amir doing the exact same shit that I was doing. Mm -hmm. We had the same haircut. We had the same tendencies and he died and I didn't. And I felt guilty. Do you still? <sighs> no, because I guess he fulfilled his purpose. Mm. Like God took him home, mm. you know. 
but it fucked me up because I didn't even want to be alive. And here was this kid who God just took, he just took him from us. Yeah. You know, I'm like, we was doing the same shit. Yeah. But he died and I did it. And I was like, it, like for real, I was like, it should have been me. So I was like, I'm, I'm going to immortalize this nigga one way or another. Mm. You know, so I, I put it on, put it on wax, let him know how I feel about it. And whoever feels a way about it can feel however they feel. I'm not going to tell nobody they're wrong. Yeah. It's a powerful song. Thank you. Why do you think, as somebody, as somebody who has been on that that side of the road, why do you think there is some kind of romanticism that gets placed on on that live fast die long, live fast die young lifestyle? Like, what is it? What is it that makes it attractive? It's like the going to the zoo almost. Mm. Like you're seeing this thing that you wouldn't normally see, and so you're just like, oh wow, an attraction, you know? Like it's hard not to have white people view you like as like an exhibit. Kinda like uh, like the girls, especially, mm. you know, because they were just like that's why like it was easy, you know what I mean? It's like it was like uh, oh he's criminal, he's dangerous, mm. ooh right? Like they have their own fucking because this is shit that, like you normally would not encounter, but I promise you, it's not nearly as fun or as cool as you think it is. Right? Like I was woefully sad with like zero like future prospects in my life. You know, now I'm paying for it. You know, like now some of my homies are graduating and getting like $100,000 a year. You know what I'm saying? Being a consultant at Deloitte. And it's just like, now I got to work like two minimum wage jobs and hustle raps on the side because I chose to live that side. You know what I mean? Instead of making investments. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, would you, would you be happy right now working at Deloitte though? Probably not. (laughs) (laughs) Props to my nigga though, you made it. <laughs> you know, my homie went corporate. That's all we could have wished for, you know? Yeah, if, you know, fair enough, fair enough. But it wasn't for me. Yeah. Yeah, I, again, I don't think, I think if I was meant to do that, a lot of other shit in my life would have gone differently. You know, I think that there's definitely like a parallel version of me who exists, who is like a lawyer or whatever, mm. you know, or just like on pace to fucking work at Deloitte. Yeah. But I'm happy here. You know, my 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 bank account pretty light, but you know, my my my, my spirit, my spirit feels feels nice and wealthy. Yeah. Well, if people want to fatten up your bank account, can they? Like, <laughs> how should they do that? It. Um, I'm putting out merch soon. I'm cool. Making some more CDs, and if not, just listen to the album. You know, yeah. eventually those streams will accrue, accrue into pennies. So, folks, open up a open up a tab in the background and just put it on. <laughs> <laughs> just run that shit. Yeah, I appreciate that. For real, I do. Uh, I did want to ask about the the spiritual, I don't know if that's the word you would use, side. It comes through. It came through in the conversation we were having. It comes through in several of the, the songs on the album. We, we, I don't even know what the question is here, but like, how does that, is, is it spirituality? Is it religion? Is it love for God? Like, how does that come through in the art that you make? I love God. I love God. You know, the other day I was driving, I was on uh, York heading south and uh, I was listening to 24 by Kanye West off Donda. And it has, has it has just like this like choir refrain where they just say, God's not finished. And I remember it moved me so much. I just started crying. I just like, I for real just put both hands into the air and started sobbing because I was so grateful to God for everything that I had. You know, the fact that I'm even able to presently be and breathe and just like exist was just like, so it, it overcame me. And I was just like, I'm so grateful. And it's hard to wrap my head around sometimes, you mm. know, it's like for my ego's sake that I'm nothing without God, mm. you know? Cause it's like, as like a, a human with like an ego, you kind of want to resist that idea sure. and be just like, I made myself, but it's like, no, 
something bigger than me, you know, it, it knew what was coming for me. And it's, it's got my back, you know. People ask me why I believe in God. And to me, that's not even really a question because I believe in the devil, hmm. you know. Like, I know that they're wickedly fucking present and evil forces on this world, you know. And if that's the case, then there got to be some good ones, you know. I fucking hope so. <laughs> God damn. Got to be. It's a fucking... Every action has an equal and opposite reaction. So it's for as much evil as there is in the world, there has to be some good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I agree. I think I'm of the opinion that humans, for the most part, are basically good. Mm-hmm. And bad things happen to people and they get twisted and warped. Yeah. I don't think anyone's, I don't think any babies come out the womb. Facts. Evil, you know? Right. I don't know. I don't know, though. But then you have you do have to wrap your head around the vile shit that does go down here. And that's the thing I was thinking. I'm like, I kind of stopped villainizing the devil in my head because I was like, a being that does evil things for the sake of doing evil things isn't even like bad. It's literally just following its programming. Mm. But it's Mm. like human beings that know better and have the chance to do better, that's true evil. Interesting. I was like, if if anywhere got to be hell, it's got to be here. Interesting. In hell, it's all suffering. You know, I've heard that actually. I've heard that idea yeah. in like spiritual circles, like the question of, you know, the prison planet shit comes yeah, up. Yeah. But I've heard that idea of like, what if we are in hell? What if this is our punishment? I'm like, it's got to be. Mm. Like on some level, I'm like, again, we have the chance to do better for each other and then we don't. If, yeah. if it's truly hell, it would just all be bad all the time and that would just be the fucking mode of existence. Mm. But it isn't. I really do feel like on some level, this kind of is a test. It's like, all right, I'm going to give y'all niggas the choices. I'm going to give y'all an option. Who's doing what and why? Yeah, because evil's easy. Super. And you will stand to gain immensely on the Uh earth. But it's why I really do just try to keep my life as godly as possible because I know that this shit doesn't matter. What what shit? This shit? What are you referring to when you say this shit? My life on earth. Mm. The legacy that I leave behind will be hopefully immortal. That's something that I chase is like fundamental human immortality. Mm. But I want that to be a legacy of good because I know that when I'm gone, None of what I did or got or gained here, I can take with me. All that's going to matter is how I treated people. They're going to tally up my deeds and they're going to say who did what and why. You could have got that check, but look who you fucked over to get mm-hmm. it. How you think How you think God would have felt about that? Maybe that's it. And then, you, and then you get to the other side of the veil or whatever it is, and there's just a list of all those moments. Oh, God. Because it's like, I think about it, it's like, what if my mom was standing right next to me every time I made a bad decision? How would she feel about that? fucked up right so then yeah. i just then i just don't do it yeah yeah which is the type of shit that just keep me away from you know what i'm saying just doing bad shit and i understand that people get put into bad positions like i'm just like in a weird spot as a human but the thing that i love about god so much is that the most repeated passage in the quran is that god the all forgiving the all merciful mm. this motherfucker know your intentions before you do like there's no fooling god the moment that you think it then this motherfucker can see it mm-hmm. you know and I don't know, my whole mission with the shit has really just been to say thank you. You know, because I've done immense research. Like, you're just, like, experiencing in as many religions as I could. Like, I remember I, like, vehemently studied the Bible for, like, two years. Yeah. Just, like, made myself a member of a church. And just, yeah. like, like for real. Because I was, like, I was born and raised Muslim. And it's, like, that was cool as an experience. I think it taught me a lot. But I didn't really understand the concept of spirituality until I started going to church. Mm. You know, and watched people all kind of come together in English, which was helpful for me. Mm. The fucking... It's like discuss the idea of worshiping God. And I was like, cause my whole shit is I'm just like, if some motherfucker had enough precognition to 
grab all the particles in the universe, condense it into one infinitely collapsing particle, and then set it off with enough precognition that one day this stardust is gonna make people, and these people are gonna be smart enough to think about me. The least I would wanna do is tell that nigga thank you. You know? I, that is the least. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. The oh least I could do is just say, hey, bro, appreciate it. Thanks yeah. for letting me be alive. <laughs> Even, I mean, yeah, it's so hard. It's so hard. Like in the past, I don't know, however many years I've, I've you know, gone down this fucking, you know, I've, I've re refound, rediscovered spirit, basically. W. That's how I'd put it. W. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's hard because you have to. Like for myself, I want to I want to come to an, an understanding, come to terms with like the negative things that happen to me, have a purpose. But then you just can't turn around and like tell that to somebody who's like dying on the street, you know? Like you know what I mean? You know what I'm trying to get at? Like it's hard because I want to I want to help I I want people to see that I want people to see like what happens here. I wouldn't say it doesn't matter, but like what happens here is not it's not, not it it's not yeah. it. But at the same time somebody who is really going through it, going through things that I haven't even fucking dreamed of, you know? How can you, how do you say that to somebody like that? And maybe, maybe it's just not, it's just not your part. Maybe you just, you know, their karma or whatever it is. I think it's a matter of faith. Yeah. Or a matter of faith, rather. Mm. I think you just like, you know, this whole thing about bringing the horse to water. Uh, you can be just like, hey, you know, cause people tried, my parents tried to tell me this shit when I was going through it. Like my mom all the time would be just like, wake up, <laughs> you know? Or one of her favorite lines is like, this isn't my son. Wake up, Moses. That shit will piss me off to no end. I'd be like, shut the fuck up, mom. That's powerful. I know. Damn, that's like a magic spell right Seriously, there. Seriously. I'm shit. like, mom, I'm trapping. I'm getting a bag. I'm making $4,000 a month at 17. What the fuck you going to say to me? I'm just like, what do you mean, wake up? I think that Chanel number five just appeared on your dresser. You know? And she'd be just like, wake up. And I'm just like, the fuck are you talking about? And then just like slowly, I was just like, I got to open my eyes and realize that there are bigger things than what I have to gain here on earth, you know? And it's like, it comes to you in your own time. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I was raised Mormon, man. Word. Yeah. Okay. Interesting, interesting thought. I think that being Mormon is one of the only ways to have the experience of a minority as a white person. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm not talking like the off white because it's like, right. Like Italians and like, like, like Scottish people are like quote unquote lesser whites. Right. Or it's like, right. Cause they they didn't fit the original definition, but it's like to be like a true, like blonde hair, blue eye, white person and live the experience of a minority. You have to either be Amish or Mormon, but they're so happy. Those motherfuckers. They are. They're very happy. Wonderful. They know fucking man. If your spirit is strong, can't nobody fuck with you, bro. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I'm not here to like convince anybody of any, any type of anything, you know, it's just, uh, not for me. That's what I'll say. I mean, shit, dog, I get it. I mean, I tell people all the time, love yourself, love God. Yeah. Great mantra to live by. Love yourself, love God. I think you can literally accomplish anything in the world you can even possibly imagine as long as you love yourself and love God. Hell yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, yeah. (laughs) Facts. That's all you need. That's all you need. Yeah. Oh man. We just did an hour. Let's do another. Yeah? (laughs) Yeah, why not? What do you want to talk about? I don't know. What were we on before God? I don't remember. We were talking about romanticizing the kind of seedy aspect of life. Oh, oh, I, well, you were talking about this. Um, Are you a a film person at all? You like movies? I do. Have you seen Breathless? I haven't. Uh, I think 1960. uh, I don't remember the director's name, but it's one of the French new wave movies. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's this scene, one of the characters, 
is a journalist and there's a scene where she's like among a big gaggle of journalists who are interviewing this big writer guy and they're all asking him questions that are just like worthless questions um and she i can't remember her question something about like what is your greatest what is your greatest aspiration or like what is your greatest goal in life or something like that and he looks at her he ignores it the first time she asks he like looks at her or like make some quippy note about like the dress she's wearing Mm -hmm. um and then she asks it again and he says to become immortal and then die Mm. I've never forgotten that fucking line. Yeah, that's, 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 yep. <laughs> I, I feel it. It's a great line. I, I empathize with that a lot. What does it mean? What does immortality mean for you? I mean, uh, the whole idea of like living to me is to be able to influence your surroundings, you know? And so it's like some people are alive, but they're not living. Yeah. You know, some people are alive, like they live and breathe, you know, the same as we do, but they're not really living because they're not really making an effort to influence anything around them. But I think that even when you die, you can continue to live because there's certain people like Alexander the Great who died however many thousand years ago. We still remember that Snicker. We He oh, yeah. still impacts the way the world is today. Absolutely. Like George Washington, Michael Jordan, Walt Disney, Cleopatra, fucking Hannibal, goddamn, all these people who are just like fundamentally, so long as humanity lives, these people will never be forgotten. And since yeah. they're never forgotten, they will forever influence. They will live forever. And not always for good. Hitler's, Hitler, a, Hitler's on the fucking list. Yeah. Immortal. This nigga will never die now. Genghis Khan. You know, that's interesting. Uh, he, hardcore history. You ever listen to hardcore yeah. history? Uh, he, his, his, uh, he opened up his episode, um, I can't, uh, something about, I can't remember what it's called, but he has a series on the, Mon- on the Mongols. Uh, and he opens it up talking about how one day there's going to be a history book written about the positive aspects of the Third Reich. <laughs> one day. Because people talk about Genghis Khan and the structure he brought yeah. and the organization that he brought. And he fucking raped and murdered and pillaged a lot of goddamn people. Nice know? going, Genghis <laughs> <laughs> But it's like, I don't know, is it just, maybe it's, it's just time. It's, maybe it's just distance, distance from the events that allows us to kind of change that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, what? I'm like a quarter German. I'm like I'm like an eighth. I'm like I'm like an eighth German. I'm like half. So <laughs> now you know what's crazy? Fucking like my like my grandma's brother like was like in the fucking German Air Force in World War Two. No shit. The no, Luftwaffe. No, for real. Like this guy actually was blitzkrieging niggas, and I think I'm the first person to say that sentence. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and like it's crazy to think about. Just like like man, if you only knew where your ancestry went, boy, like that's crazy, oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. So like I feel like I can talk about it and be just like, yeah, that's crazy. Like in my family, like my fucking great uncle was like low key a hero on the on the quiet. Mm. You know what I mean? He was low key a champion. Like my grandma talks about him fondly, even though he legitimately actually was a Nazi. So it's mm. like dunno, man. <laughs> I feel like give it some time. Yeah, it's context. It's yeah. I, I suppose. And it's like now that it's like a little black boy talking to you about it, it's like, okay, I guess, right? <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> You know, it's like they all right. Loved it. They would have fucking loved it. Dude, nah, I'd, I'd be, I'd be the greatest like sideshow attraction in, in Germany. I promise you at the time. <laughs> I promise you, I would have been. Everybody, everybody, every one of you listening to this, if anyone is no one's listening to this, everybody has somebody in their past, in their ancestry, who has fucking choked somebody out. Yeah, like like to death or like smashed a skull in. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or somewhere along the line, some you have horrible shit in your background if we was all cave people at one point you know what i mean like some of y'all had to be bugging like literally had to be bugging like for the sake of living you know it's like shit 
I know what I did as like a person like living now today. I think about that sometimes. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like I wonder what it's gonna be like when I have kids. I wonder how much of what I did or went through I'm gonna tell them about. That's that we we had to grapple with that because as soon as like social media came out, everyone started putting everything at their daily experience up online. And I think people are kind of figuring out, oh shit, I don't really want a picture of everything I've ever done no, to be out in the public. No, seriously. Are you, where are you on like social, are you avoiding it? Are you still like, are I, you I, using it? I use it for the sake of my job. Yeah. yeah. You know, for the sake of, I have to communicate to an audience of people. I feel like my Instagram is the best way to do that. Um, I'm not a fan typically. You know, yeah. like I didn't get a phone till I was in like the eighth grade. So I kind of just like grew up not having one, not really needing one. Can you imagine that yeah. nowadays? It's impossible. Not having a phone? No, seriously. Like all my cousins, like nine, 10 years old, have a phone. Like I didn't get a phone till I was like 13. Man, I was on the train the other day and like no, no, no shade. I know it's not easy to be a parent, but there was a baby in a stroller with an iPad. It's like, like using it with that, its little baby hands and I'm just watching it like what the fuck am I looking at literally. right now uh, have you seen the like the Apple Pro like the like the like the glasses yeah some real life black mirror shit yeah. I'm just like I've um, do you know who Duncan Trussell is nah shout out Duncan Trussell um, he's a big podcast in, inspiration and just an inspiration to me personally really? but um, he's he's been talking about uh, he I don't know I'm sure he's not the first one but he's ta- he talks about on in an interview the idea of one day everybody having their own reality. Like we already kind of have our own reality, but like literally with glasses or something, each person you walk down the street is seeing a different world from the one you're seeing. Maybe somebody's yeah. like walking through a forest with like fairies flying around them right now. Somebody's Absolutely. like hiking a mountain right now. Somebody is just walking down the street. Like, what are you doing right now? Is that not the matrix? Like, is that not like it one is, step removed from be. the matrix? It has to be. Yeah. The, the, the next step would be a centralized force. Yeah. Like choosing for everybody what they see. And I'm just like, that's cool as like a pastime. You know, I saw this, I saw this like post about it on Twitter. I won't call it X. Fucking. <laughs> of somebody saying we're in the. We're in like the doodle jump, like the turn the iPhone sideways, pour the beer, like like stage of virtual reality right now. Just yeah. wait. And that yeah. terrifies me because yeah. already it feels so dystopian. Yeah. Same with the AI shit. Like it, people <sighs> people talk about, they're like, oh, I'm not impressed. Like it's, it's, it's not good at what it does. I'm like, it's brand new. Just it's wait. already doing this and it's brand fucking new. You have no idea. What if you want to see the progress, fucking... Go look at Lil Yachty's album cover. Lil Yachty mm. had the album cover, Let's Start Here. That was one year ago. That's a badass album. Right? But it's like, I haven't listened to it. But it's just like, <laughs> I'm just like, right? I haven't listened to it. I really like that. the first, Black Seminole is the first track. God damn, I love that song. Yeah? Yeah. Word. I'll check it out. Yeah, yeah. It's like fucking, that picture of that fat black dude kicking the alligator. You remember that? Mm, that's the album? I thought it was no, people no, no. sitting at a dinner table. No, no, no. no. Like, do you, you remember that picture on that circulator on the internet? Oh yes, yes, I do know. For what you're twenty about. seconds, we all thought that photo was real. That's not real. No, that was AI generated. So it's like if you want to see the progress of AI in one year, it really begs the question: It's like who's gonna know what's real news footage from no, now? No, we're not. We're, you can't. We're entering an election year. We're in an election year. Yeah. I don't know if it's already started, but it's coming. Um, Kanye West for president. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say Taylor Swift. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> That'd be that. crazy. She could. Win. I think she could she win. She could win. If she ran, she could win. She could win. She has the support. 
Her fans, her fans are, are of voting age at this point. Yeah, no, and they will maul people to death at the polls. I guarantee it. <laughs> if you want to get youngest to come out and vote, get Taylor Swift on the ballot. They'll help you vote. They'll be like, uh, you know, you're 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 marking the wrong. Person. No, seriously. You, you want uh, you want the, that t- that top one. Uh, my sister has a joke about somebody telling me they like Taylor Swift is like they confess they have a piss a piss kink to me. A what? A piss kink. Oh my god. <laughs> like okay, cool, sweet. Like not for me, but like great, you know. <laughs> I have nothing. I don't know any of her music. I haven't heard a song from Taylor Swift since fucking teardrops on my guitar. That's crazy. I I just don't know. I don't have an opinion. You know. My father's a huge fan. No shit. I swear to God, <laughs> my dad loves Taylor Swift. Respect. You Dude, know. I remember my dad took me to get my fucking track physical, and he was just playing "Shake It Off" in the car like the entire way there. And I was just like, "What a beast!" <laughs> God bless. Yeah. If you know what you like, listen to it. Right. Do you think? Uh, do you think aliens are coming down? Or do you think we're all losing our minds? That shit was... Cr- I, I don't think people talk about that enough. How the mm. literal, actual, actual Mexican government was like... The government of Mexico was like, here's an alien, y'all. And it's still... It's been soft debunked, but it still has not... There was like... They had a doctor look at the x-rays and they're like, oh, it's animal bones. But then people were like, that doctor doesn't know what they're talking about. Other doctors came out and said, no, it's not. Like, it's not been fully, like, conclusively debunked. My whole shit is I'm just like... Is this all really happening like right now? Because I'm like, okay, this was the shit that I felt like they were trying to distract us from before. Right. What are they trying to distract us from now? Right. That's, that's the shit yeah. I'm really thinking about. I assume that's fuck. It's you hit it on the head because for decades, anybody who brought up UFO and if you said UFO, you were a nutcase. If you were like, oh, chemtrail, uh-huh. UFO, you were just like a crazy person. And uh-huh. then all this shit is just being admitted to. Now the government the is saying it, and as soon as the government starts saying it, it's like I don't. I don't believe. I don't. Something's not right here. Like Literally. I don't trust it anymore. Seriously. As soon as the government starts saying it, well, now it's like, well, now what? What? What's the thing I should be worried about now? Because what like, do you think it is? I have no idea. I know a guy uh, sleeping. I interviewed a guy on the Blackbird podcast um, who is, and he's got me half convinced that World War Three is coming, and they are slowly preparing us for like drafting us into into war for a multinational conflict. I don't not believe it. Um, you know. I can see it. I'm not. I don't know. I think it just be. I think you know what's crazy. Hmm. Japan wants to run back. What do you mean? They want the run back on World War Two. They so want to try again. They want their run back. <laughs> like I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't think. I don't think anybody. I don't think anybody asked the question enough of why is one of the most famous Japanese exports some Italian guy. What are you talking about? Super Mario is oh an Italian God. man. <laughs> is an Italian man who also happened to be an Axis power. I don't think anybody talks about that. <laughs> I don't think how anybody talks about one of the most popular animes of the of the 21st century is Attack on Titan in like uh, like German based people. I don't think anybody's like. I think Japan like quietly kind of wants their run back on World War II. They are an efficient people. I'll tell you what, they're hard workers. They, no, they get shit done. I'm telling you, these niggas kind of want their run back. They're just like, ooh, we're so kawaii. Play play as Super Mario. I'm just like, I don't know, y'all. <laughs> if it were to come to that, <laughs> this is uh, sorry, sorry, folks. If anybody. You know, but can you imagine like uh, like the current crop of like eighteen to twenty year olds going to war? We're fucked. <laughs> I was like, I'll come out, I'll come out, I'll come out and speak for us. We're fucked. Okay, but also maybe not because it's like I know a few kids like by like fucking who are like on like a steroid cycle. <laughs> No way. Swear to God. Like, for some reason, steroids hit the youth hard. No way. Swear to God. Because they want to get... Huge. They just want to get jacked? Yeah, dude. I don't know. Dude, it's like... It's like a... 
lifting and like 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 the like idea of physique it just like changed so rapidly in like the last like two three years you know who sam Solik is no sam what, what is it Solik. sam Solik. no s-u-l-e-k fucking i think he's 21 22 maybe uh, just get a look get a look at this dude so like uh oh my god he's yeah. how old he's like 21 22 look at this fool oh my god you know brody's jacked is he up. natty no okay <laughs> and so it's like this is it's just like this is just one example aye, aye, aye. like like you could look up like tristan lee or just like so many just like young kids who are just like fuck it let's get on a trend cycle I guess his whole thing was he fucking wanted to play soccer and he's like he just like didn't get he just like couldn't do it. Sam Solik did? Nah, this quiz fool Tristan. This guy? Oh. Yeah. He's like that wanted to play soccer, oh just like couldn't hack it, but just like fucking kept a bodybuilding. You can the see the fibers of his muscles beneath his skin. This, this fool was like my age, and I'm just like, I respect the fuck out of y'all who just like are willing to go down and just like live at fucking this absurd level of humanity. So it's like these niggas I trust in war. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he could literally pick me up and snap me in half. You know what I'm saying? I'm just like, dude, these people, I'm like, man, some people just like really just going in on this whole idea of just like physique. And I'm just like, all right. He said, Lee goes on to explain that scrutinizing his diet and weighing every ingredient of every meal to the gram led him to become, quote, delusional. Well, he's a beast now. So <laughs> you made it, dog. I started obsessing over every little detail about my food and my diet just to get to the sub-5% body fat level. That's insanity. That's legitimate insanity. That is. And then you get sub-5% and then what? <laughs> right? I'm just like, you just have to, like, live like that every day? <laughs> uh, I don't know. But it's like, I think that, you know, like, something I like is that grit is returning. Mm. I think that for a long time people kind of lost like the idea of grit you know like there weren't a lot of like like grinders you know what I mean what does Which, grit mean to you uh, like stick to tenacity mm. mm-hmm. you know like I think uh, for a long time the narrative was you know oh kids these days they just want everything handed to them blah 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 blah, mm. blah, blah right because I think okay the way I think what happened is like boomers fucked Gen X yeah. And fucking Gen X was like, okay, this is just the way that it goes. And then Gen X fucked millennials. And then fucking millennials got access to the internet and were able to kind of like just fact check and have just like a way wider base of knowledge and look at be just like, oh, this actually isn't fair. And then everybody was, was kind of just like, oh, shut up, kid. What are you talking about? Mm-hmm. Right. But now it's like Gen Z who grew up like with the internet, like through the internet, we're all just like, oh yeah, the idea that we're being fucked isn't, it just isn't fair. That's common knowledge now. Yeah. And we're going to do something about it. Yeah. And, and no, that, the the current kids coming up I have never had a strong uh, th- uh, like authority figure to look up to yeah. in like a position of government. It's been a joke for decades. And I think the controversial opinion millennials are bad parents. Mm. You know, it's like uh, you know they had to change the Eddie Bauer logo because kids can't read cursive. I'm so serious. The Eddie Bauer logo, which hasn't changed for 70 years, had to be changed because kids did not know what the fuck it said. That's hilarious. Right. That's hilarious. When I, I was, uh, I did a degree in like a educational adjacent field and uh, there was a, uh, in one of the classes we were talking about the loss of fine motor skills because kids weren't using pencils. Huh. They're on wow. screens, they're typing. That's so it's, true. It's a completely different like muscle system that they're using. That's crazy. No, but but uh, I don't know. 
kids these days behavioral issues like i look at my cousins and i'm just like y'all can't pay attention for shit yeah you know like i thought i was a little like adhd kid right when i was when i was younger teacher tried to tell me i had that i didn't listen but it's like <laughs> i look at them now and i'm just like y'all really can't pay attention y'all really can't sit still and i'm yeah. like i don't know what it is if it's y'all parents trying to be y'all friends but it's like man some of y'all gotta get beat and some of y'all just like gotta learn how to fucking read like these kids for real can't read yeah you know, I was playing pickleball and, you know, this dude was a fifth grade teacher. He was teaching me how to play. He was like, yeah, you know, true fact today, kids can't read. You know, they're actually really struggling. And you know what's something interesting hmm. is fucking for a long time, prisons would calculate how many beds they would need based on third grade reading levels. What? Because it was that good of a predictor? Yeah. If you can't read by the third grade, the odds of you having behavioral issues that will lead you to prison are fucking almost one to one. Insane, right? So I don't think people are starting to, I don't think people realize how dangerous of an issue is that these motherfuckers can't read. It's like, no. bro, they're going to tweak in society in like 10 to 15 years from now. And that's the problem because we're not going to, it's such a delayed fuse. But by the time we we have to start dealing with the like real day-to-day consequences, it's, it's 10, 15 years too late to do anything about no, it. No, seriously. Even like the teenagers now, you know what I mean? It's like a few years younger than me, way too hard. Like, like they've seen too much shit? Hard-headed. I'm just mm. like, these kids won't think. Like, I've seen a mm. kid punch another kid holding a baby. Mm. You know what it's like when you see a fucking 18-year-old and a 17-year-old, one of them has two kids and one of them socks the one holding an infant child? Jesus. You know what I mean? I'm just like, you kids are out of your fucking frame. What's wrong with you? There was a 13-year-old the other day in Denver who shot somebody on a bus. What? For because what? Because their, their foot was in the aisle or, or like foot was in the way or well, something like that. Again, these kids are hard-headed. And I'm like, for what? Yeah. Teach these kids how to read if you don't want to stop this shit from happening. Yeah. 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 It's, I mean, I'm not a parent. I'm not a parent, but it's, so uh, in, in the social media conversation, it was like, we got to ban this shit. I don't, I don't know if banning anything has ever worked in ever. the history of humanity. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> uh, but, but if you, what we need is people to say to their kids, you don't get to use this. You're not ready. Your brain is not fully formed yet. This shit is going to fuck you up for life. I'm not going to let you Dude, use it me. and put that hard boundary down. That's mm-hmm. what we need. We don't, I don't know. We don't need the government to come in and try and ban our apps on the phone because yeah, they don't no. know what, what the fuck they're talking about. They have no idea what they're talking oh, about. Oh God. Mitch McConnell's like, y'all should put the Instagram down. I'm like, suck my dick. <laughs> I'm just like, what do you know? <laughs> Turtle ass motherfucker. No, I dare you. Send an Instagram DM to somebody you don't know right now. I want to watch you do it. <laughs> you have two minutes. Go. It's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then these are the people who are sending us to war. These are the people who are ostensibly, supposedly deciding if we're going to talk to aliens or not. Yeah. Deciding whether or not we're ready for this shit. Fuck you. Like, literally, what do you know? It's like, I don't know. This is like a widely quoted statistic, but it's like how it's like people like 60 to 80 years old are like cited as being like too old to employ and like everything mm-hmm. else, but they make up like 80% of the American government. Yeah. There is like legitimate cognitive decline happens in the later years of life. Like it's a fact. But also fuck them because it's like, <laughs> it's like they're never not going to stack the deck in their favor. Right. You know? Right. It's a, it's a, there, there's a, you can get addicted to power like you can get addicted to anything else and they're all fucking addicted. I think the issue is that like, I like that young people have compassion for each other. You know, I think that like, obviously like, I just want to rant about how kids can't read and now they're acting up, but it's like, I like that this generation of people, you know, just like young motherfuckers, just like understand that everybody else is going through their own thing. And it's not always my job to try to like get in their way or get something from them. You know, 
Like, I like that we have that understanding of one another, but the old folks don't. They come from a much more dogmatic world where they just didn't see that much. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Things were a, a certain way. You know, and you didn't exactly. question that shit. No, seriously. Because, like, it was to the benefit of a lot of people. And a lot of those people are in Congress right now. And they're just like, well, all I ever knew how to do was stack the deck. So I guess I'm just going to keep doing that. And I'm just like, y'all got to die. Yeah. That's it. Because we're not going to vote you out because fucking we just won't for some reason. Right. Right. And then the problem, though, is that the people who have the most spite in them tend to live the longest. Henry Kissinger <laughs> lived to 100 years old. That's crazy. He died last year. <laughs> That's crazy. I can't fucking believe that. Uh, Dick Cheney's still alive, isn't he? Is he really? I'm pretty sure. Let me let me fact check myself on that. I'm pretty sure Dick Cheney is still alive. Because it was one of them who died. Was it Rush? Did Rush die? Rush Limbaugh died, yeah. yeah. Um is an American politician who served. <laughs> wow. He is Dick Cheney still, still alive. Kicking. That's crazy. <clears throat> yeah, nah. When You're I out s- there, Dick. Reach out. <laughs> Reach out. I'd love to hear from you. I'll interview you. Oh God. Oh God. <laughs> well, look, I'll, I'll be here. <laughs> just tell this mind my business. I'm just like, when I say Kanye was for president, I'm like half joking uh-huh. because it's like, I think truly like the idea that, you know, my sister gets mad at me when I say that because she's like, why are you throwing your vote away? And I'm like, well, I'm not. You know, I'm actually, I'm doing my part in challenging the two-party system. What are you mm. doing? You know, like, rather than concede to the idea of it's Trump versus Biden, I'm just like, I don't really want either of these. Yeah. I'm just like, then if that's how you feel, that's how most people feel. Yeah. You have to actually, like, and the hard part is organization. People know yeah. that. And it's like, the hard part is organizing, you know. But also, I think that most people are too scared. You know, that's something that bothers me about, like, the activism is that a lot of people will say there's a genocide happening in Palestine, but I'm like, okay, but what are you going to do about it? You know, if you're not living your life for something, put it on the line. Mm-hmm. For real, put a boot on the ground. Like, these people are touchable. Like, these people are not that far from you. Like, I'm not saying go out there and do whatever, because I would never advocate for the harm of another human being, but it's like, there are actual real-life things you could be doing besides telling people. Having the information isn't good enough anymore. You have to actually be an effective member of your community and stand by your beliefs. And if you don't, then you're no worse than the people doing it. And you think, is fear the, the main thing you think is keeping people from doing that? Because, like, we are asking people, rather I am, I'm asking people to take a leap into something that will almost inevitably lead to your arrest or murder or fucking some type of punishment for a reward that is not at all guaranteed in a song yeah. like there's a faith aspect to change there's earl sweatshirt is a quote about revolution and the aspect of fantasy in revolution where you have to really like stand by and believe in a world that doesn't exist yeah you know it's completely fantastical but i do really want to believe in a world where blacks and whites are equal mm. and to get to that point i have to have a fantastical level of ambition mm. and so it's like trying to get other people on this bandwagon is a hard thing to do it's hard to get people to be just like, hey, I know this world doesn't exist, but if we do all this, it might. People don't like that, it might. I think people yeah. are scared to take that leap. And I'm like, you, if you want this world to change, you have to. It's very ephemeral. <sighs> you know, it's like, how many niggas got bit by German shepherds for black people to get, get the right to exist? Yeah. You know, I'm like, this is like my issue currently with a lot of, uh, you know, just like rights movements. Not to say that they're wrong, because I think that nobody should ever have to fight for the right to exist. Mm-hmm. That's wrong. I think that, you're going about it the wrong way. Like again, niggas had to get fire hosed to death. A lot of them. Yeah, I've, I've, I don't know if I've said it on this show, but I've talked to before about going to a march in Seattle uh, that had like pre-planned 
route. You know, we were escorted yeah. by the cops along the entire parade it's route. Like, well, that's a. I was looking at homeless people on this on the sidewalk sleeping as we walked by with our signs and our chants and shit. The I, the image I remember is a homeless person uh, sleeping in a little alcove next to a trash can that was literally full and overflowing with Starbucks cups. <laughs> full and overflowing. And I was like, if that's not a picture of American capitalism. No, seriously. I don't know what is. What an image. So what do we do? Like, be serious about it. Mm. I think either concede that you're wrong and that you're not actually trying to help, which nobody wants to do. But I think that it starts with being honest and letting people be honest. Like, fucking, I don't mind when people are racist. Truly, I don't. You know what I mean? Because I'd rather you be real about it. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you want to? Well, I mean, I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna enthusiastically say yeah after you say I like when people are racist. <laughs> but, but but it's better to know. It's better to know that somebody's a racist rather than have them hide in hide in plain sight and be like, you know you what know. I mean? Well, I'm just like, things are bad. I agree. Racism bad. I don't know why you have your point of view. And rather than be demonizing you off the ripsky for doing a bad thing, I'd rather try to get to know you. I'd rather give you a chance to be a human. It's not our job to be judged during an execution for each other every single fucking day of our lives with mm. everything we've ever done, which is why people are terrified of the internet. That's why people love nostalgia. Fucking with the internet, you see your mistake almost immediately. This is like, I don't know. The concept of woke came about in like the early 2010s mm -hmm. when fucking it was all like the memes of like the black dude with like just like the planets in his hand like the poorly drawn drawing of like yeah right that was like woke right like oh i know that chemtrails exist right like yeah. that, that was woke as a concept right but then like in the mid 2010s like 2013 to like 2016 it became listicles the whole internet was yes. do you remember that buzzfeed dominated the internet because oh, yeah if you weren't learning something you know just gaining knowledge you know what i mean you were losing at the internet because now you were going to get called an ignorant fuck on the internet. Before that, it was, you could do or say whatever. Nobody could call you out because nobody cared. But now it was like, okay, some people have woke. That's a title to be, uh, to, to get now. Like it was cool to be called woke at some point. And fucking 2013, 2016, it was a listicles. You have to be learning something all the time on the internet. And now ever, ever since then, if you don't have the information, you are now an ignorant fuck. You know, you no longer have a chance to fucking make that mistake because you should have known better. You have the internet, whatever, right? And now it's like, it's gone too far. I think that we have to go back at least like, not go back, but go for, go on the other side of the bell curve and say, it's okay to be an ignorant fuck a little bit. As long as your intentions are true and you're willing to learn. Yeah. That's my biggest shit. If you're willing to learn, that's okay. It's okay. Just come as you are. Yeah. You can't, you can't put someone down for not knowing something. Like, Otherwise they're never going to want to, never going to want to open their mind to, to new information. You know, like, you know, how many people in like middle school and high school walked up to me and were just like, yeah, you're the first black person I've ever had a conversation with. You know what I mean? I'm just like, I'm glad I was here to contextualize mm. black people for you in your life. But it's just like, I can't look at that person like they're worse than me or like they did something wrong. Sure. Just because they never had this experience. I'm like, that's okay. You know, like, I'm glad you told me that. Like, I'm glad if you have any questions, like, let me know. And that's exhausting. Don't get me wrong. To be just like the emissary for an entire race of people at 17 yeah. when you're worried about what you're going to wear to prom. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's like, oh man, how do I ask this girl to prom? Like, but it's like fucking... If we're trying to like liaison anything, that sacrifice is necessary. Like you have to kind of be willing to accept people where they are. Yeah. You know, I like there's like a, there's a there's a fucking verse in the Bible about Apostle Paul, where it's like he presented himself to the Israelites as an Israelite. He presented himself to the Assyrians as an Assyrian. It's like man, you got to meet niggas halfway, and if they don't, then that's on them. And then you be just like, okay, you're either gonna come to this in your own time or not. I guess I'm not the person who's supposed to help you. Yeah, you know. Yeah, but fuck, I gotta pee. <laughs> Go ahead. Let's pause.
I think if not stand out. <laughs> this will definitely stand out. Um, I have to ask you about conspiracy theories. All right. Which have gotten a bad rap for some good reasons. You know, conspiracy theory got like linked with like the, yeah, some shit. But what's, no, a, cons- what's a conspiracy theory that is true? <sighs> See, because to me, I don't take them as conspiracy theory. Mm. You know, because yeah. there's that whole joke about there had to be someone's uncle in like the 40s who like totally knew that FDR couldn't walk <laughs> you know <laughs> and he was just like oh, we've never seen the president stand and then uh-huh. just like Uncle Joey what the fuck are you talking about and then when the news leaks just like I fucking told y'all you know there had to be somebody's uncle who just noticed we'd never seen FDR stand so it's like yeah, that's fucking crazy to me right? that the whole nation could could they had TV didn't they they did they just ex- they just like told he just think delivered speeches, but he happened to be sitting every single time. And so there had to be somebody's uncle who was totally just like dog. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I can't believe that shit did not leak. You know what I'm saying? Cannot believe it. Well, because it's what are you fucking supposed to do? Like write a telegram? Mm. <laughs> just like hand <laughs> out a fucking phonograph discs of like addressing <laughs> your conspiracy? The fuck? But it's like okay, here's the thing that I think America does. I think that when it's like they want to kill the conspiracy, they just like open it up to fucking overconsumption. Because I think that. Consumerism will kill anything faster than anything. You know what I mean? It's like a, it's like piranhas. We'll just like get a hold of this thing that may have had some actual meat on it, but it's dead now. So mm. like this shit with DIA, right? Mm. As soon as they started playing into it, I was just like, y'all gonna make this shit corny because now once it's corny, it's no longer cool to talk about. It Wait, who's away. playing into it? I haven't I haven't been aware of people like playing into it. Well, the whole if you go to the DIA, they took down all like this like the sus murals and statues. Oh, oh yeah. And yeah. instead replaced them with like the like the tentacle crawling out of the water. It's like, ooh, what's going on with DIA? Oh. Right? And I'm just oh, like, okay. Because I used to ask this question, which is worse, to be corny or crazy? Mm-hmm. You know, to be dubbed by society. And the idea is- in Corny. The, Corny's worse. Way worse. Yeah. Because crazy, you'll at least garner some support. Some people will hear you out and be just like, well, y'all think he's crazy, but this nigga might have a point. Mm-hmm. But if you're corny, nobody in the world mm-hmm. wants to hear what you're saying. It's why, it's why corporations uh, cannot, they can't connect with, young people Can't. like there's no genuine way for a corporation as soon as they try it whatever they they're going to take the meme that's hot or no, whatever seriously. they're going to try and use it and it's garbage i'm like as soon as they touch your it. wendy's commercial will never hit <laughs> you know what i mean you remember those shitty meme wendy's commercials yes yeah. absolutely and i'm just like okay y'all just don't get the shit at all but it's like the moment that america wants to kill something they open it up to overconsumption like mm. With the ghetto, they opened, they like, let's tear down the ghetto and let's make it available to people who have the money. It lets, we want to tear down sneaker culture. We want to open it up to people who have the money. Thrifting, mm. the idea of having access to fucking cheap and high, fucking relatively high quality clothes got destroyed because it got opened up to overconsumption. So I think that, again, if you want to dismiss a conspiracy theory, open it up to the public and really just make it the forefront of your brand. You need to, I have a book that you, you should borrow. Uh, have you heard of Bill Cooper? I have not. I should preface this because I'm on mic by saying that I'm not a nut. I, I, I'm, a, I'm crazy, 100%, for sure. Uh, but I, mm-hmm. I have a grasp of reality. Facts. Um, this book, Bill Cooper is like the, the grandfather of conspiracy theories. Dave, mm-hmm. People will say David Icke is the grandfather of conspiracy theories. Fuck him. Bill Cooper is the first one. But in this book that he put out, um, he, he tried to like frame it as, as though like he found this plan. I think he probably wrote this document as, as like a, here's how they would do it. But he's talking about like how, how, uh, an organization or a government or something that has control over economic, economic exchange could introduce shock to the economy Explain. in order to study 
how people react to uh. it. So like you, with a resource, for example, you you can artificially limit a resource and then study how people react to an, in an, an environment with that newly limited resource. And you can, you can control and then over time you create a science of human reaction to economic processes. Very you, conspiracy sounding, but at the same time, I think that's probably fucking happening. Yeah, it makes you think about gas prices, you know? Uh-huh. <laughs> makes you think about gas Dude, prices. Dude, okay, gas prices right now, what, 269 yep, or something cheap, around here? Back to regular. In Washington, I was just in Washington for the holidays. They're over $5 again. Really? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Makes you think, makes you wonder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this United States shit is done with. You think so? Completely. I think by the end of the decade, shit's going to pop off in a bad way. And I'm out of here. <laughs> Where are you going? Home. I'm going back to Africa, mm. which sucks because I don't have a home to go to. But sure, you know, it's crazy. They blew up my house. What do you mean? The African government blew up my house. Like literally with explosives? Yes. Like they were carpet bombing the citizens and fucking blew up my house. Where is this? <laughs> Sudan. Oh my God. The whole East Coast of Africa is on fire. It's and like it's a, governments. Is governments against the people or is it is it governments against other other governments well in sudan it's an issue of civil war it's okay. an issue of mil- there was a militaristic coup and the people are trying their best to stop it and the military's like nah and just like actively firing on its own citizens to the mm-hmm. point where it's like my house that my grandfather built like with his bare hands gone yeah <laughs> doesn't exist anymore so it's like that's part of the reason why i champion the song home is where the hatred is which is why mm-hmm. it's like a, a song i like to do a cover of because it's like i literally cannot go home again mm-hmm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. Like I literally have no home to return. Imagine, imagine you right now, whoever's listening to this. Imagine right now you're driving and you try to go back home and you find your house destroyed. Who do you call? What's your next move? <laughs> do you have the money to move? If not, you have no house now. Sucks. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. I mean, economically, we don't have to go to warfare. You just economically, think about how close any any one of us is to being homeless completely. So many people are just like, way more people live check to check than you think. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? I learned that with my godmother, you know? She's like a property owner. Still live check to check. Mm. You know? Like, she rented out her house. Fucking, she owns like a line house in Brooklyn. She rents out like the top two apartments. Still live check to check. You know, I'm just like... All it takes is one bad week in your life. Yeah. You just got to get one illness. You got to sickness. You yeah. got you to break one leg and then like yep. that, everything's taken away from you, which is why I'm like this whole money bullshit. I'm kind of done with it. How are you going to get away from it? Um, Real rap. I don't see it's fucked up, but I really don't see any route other than just like very strict authoritarian government, mm. you know, because this is like I. Okay. My genuine actual like solution to like getting rid of money as a concept, I know this sounds crazy, but is to give black people money. You know, because I think that there's nothing America fears more than being economically oppressed by black people. Mm. You know, I think that it's probably true. You know, I think that if Jeff Bezos was black, he would have been gone. Mm. They would have been found a way to take this nigga out. You cannot you cannot underestimate the fucking humiliation that white people would feel if they were economically exploited in the manner of not even being allowed to go to the bathroom like Jeff Bezos do by a mm-hmm. black person. So I think that the fastest route to get rid of money as a concept is to give black people money. And the way that I would do that personally is through segregation. Yeah, crazy take, but it's just like the way I would do it. And again, the only way that this could possibly happen is if through like a fucking strict authoritarian government where I'm just like, I'm kind of not giving some people a choice and people have to be okay with that. But the way I would do it is hypothetically, I would identify where most of the black people live in like a fucking urban sector. 
I would then buy that area as the government. I would refurbish it and I would say anybody who's not white is no longer allowed to live here. However, what I will do is I will give you access to affordable. I will essentially give you section eight in the suburbs. I will essentially give you a fucking stipend for however, however long you need to get settled into this place, whether it's like five years of like affordable housing or whatever. Right. Fucking. Cause I understand you're coming from the ghetto. So it's like, I will give you a, like a break to go live in the suburbs and hopefully that will help you readjust your fucking frame of thinking as a poor white person. And then I will give all the black people all the resources and say, Hey, y'all niggas can now prosper by yourselves and do your thing. And fucking the houses are nice now. You don't have to worry about roaches or the lights going off, whatever, right? I will then ask black people of a certain tax bracket, you know, who make certain amounts of money, hey, come move in here. And if you do, I will not only give you breaks on your taxes, but I will also give you a fucking pre-approved loan to start a business. I will say, you motherfuckers, I want you to come in here and start doing good for yourselves, by yourselves. Because something that every other community of minority wrap their heads around in America is if you want to succeed, you have to stick to yourselves. Mm. You know, you go to every major city in America, there is a Chinatown, there is a little Italy. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Because they all understood that we have to circulate our own dollar amongst each other if we want to prosper financially. And there's nothing that unites black people other than poverty. Mm. Nobody hangs out in the ghetto because they want to. Right. You're all there because you're poor. And if you're all poor because you're black or you're all black, you're all fucking this. You can argue if it's a race issue or a class issue, whatever. My, my, my point is I'm trying to get rid of both at the same time. I'm trying to hit these two birds with one stone because the three biggest issues to black people achieving financial success and fucking financial independence in America, discrimination, gentrification, and fucking, I could say miscegenation, but I won't, but it's like fucking miseducation. Literally, I would like, I would rework the school system to be a magnet school system like how they have in the East Coast, where it's like by the time you finish high school, you essentially have an associate's degree. So fucking, I want you to go out there and be in the workforce as fast as possible. Like you can never now not be denied an opportunity because you're black. You will never get profiled by the police because all the police are black. You know, you can no longer have a shitty place to live because everybody lives who, ne- who lives next to you has a nice house now. And now there's rich black people who live here. And I think if you run that experiment for like 10 to 15 years, for like 18 years, just let one whole generation of people grow up in that shit, I guarantee you black people can stand on their own two legs mm-hmm. or at least be equal. It's, it, it, um, am I understanding you that your goal here is to remove money from the equation eventually? Yeah, because I think that once the black people get on equal footing, people are going to be just like, what's the point of this money shit? Mm. Once it starts to become the idea of, okay, now black people can actually go find and fucking seek out poor whites and pimp them out. Now America is going to be, or not even poor whites, just regular white people, like regular working class white people would have to answer to black people. I'm just like, they're just like, nah. I don't think money is a concept we'll have. I don't think money is a concept is a thing we can we can do no more. Do you think that would do you think we would be able to get to the other end of that without violence? I don't really care. Mm. I think if you go to war, you can't expect to bring everybody back. I think that I'm telling if I'm my wars against money is a concept. Mm-hmm. You got to break a few eggs. It's what they that's what they did with guns. The Black Panthers started walking around with guns out in the open and the NRA called for fucking national gun control. <laughs> yeah, which is so crazy to me because again, but it's shit like that that gives me hope where I'm just like if if America has proven one thing, it's hatred of black people is supreme to everything. You know, whether it's like the NRA, you know what I mean, or whatever organization you want to pick, any of them, they will stand by their fucking agendas unless black people are benefiting from it so once black people start to benefit from the agenda that is money and the fucking institution that is like 
the fucking trickle down of just like let's hold all the money and give the people who have less as little as possible once black people get their hands on that i guarantee you the national outcry to get rid of money as a concept will boom and what do you see on the other end of it uh utopia like i hate to be like communism is the answer but it totally is you know because it's like in america you're guaranteed three things that's life liberty and the pursuit of happiness i don't see how people working 60 hours a week just to live are being guaranteed the pursuit of happiness yeah I buy that. I buy that. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how it'll shake out. No, that's my theory. And again, <laughs> best of luck. <laughs> yeah, I mean, God bless. Shit, thanks, man. I mean, shit, dog. I'm coming at it from the, from the lens of just like, I know it sounds super sus. We're like the black kid is like, hey, if we just give black people money. <laughs> I mean, no, I, we want to, we want to say, uh, we want to say shit on here. That's going to get people thinking at least. And, mm-hmm. uh, I have a little thing that says, you know, views are the poet's own. So <laughs> we're covered. <laughs> yeah, nah, but it's like, uh, Truly and genuinely, I believe that like segregation would be a good thing, at least for a while. And it's like I would give people a chance to opt out. I wouldn't say like every black person has to live here. I'm like mm-hmm. if you want to, if you want, or even like the white people, like I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to move to the white neighborhood. I'm more comfortable around black people. I'd be just like, cool, whatever. You can fucking go live in like hypothetical Parker then. Like I'll make sure to make Parker nice also. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, where it's like the idea of like the Denver is the white hood, Aurora is the black hood. You want to go live in like fucking Centennial is the, like the mixed zone. Uh, go ahead, feel free. You, uh, don't, you don't have to live here, but it's to your benefit if you do. Get rid of money. <sighs> That's my plan. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I haven't thought much about this. I mean, I thought about money a lot because mm-hmm. you can't you can't live in this fucking world without thinking about money constantly, day mm-hmm. in and day out. Uh, I I wonder I wonder because at a certain point money at a certain well I mean you just once you break it down just a little bit you start to realize how little it actually means in in terms of like conceptual versus concrete I mean it's it's pretty meaningless It, it it gets you resources but I mean there are people I mean once you get to a certain level like we mentioned Jeff Bezos earlier I don't know if we mentioned fucking Musk but I hate talking about him but uh the people like that it it doesn't it can't mean anything to them. Like, there's no way that on a day-to-day basis they have, like, a, a concrete conceptualization of money anymore. I think money to them... I think money to them is, like, the idea of, like, my dream alive ability. You know what I mean? No. What do you mean? Well, because that's, like, the biggest thing where it's, like, I think that a lot of people have really good ideas. Mm-hmm. You know, I think, like, the average person has, like, one to ten genius ideas a week, mm. if you're really thinking. But I think the barrier between you being able to execute on that idea is money, time, and confidence. Mm. And I think those things compound on each other. The more money you have, the more confidence you have. The more money you have, the more time you have. Yeah. You know? So it's like, that's really like the only thing that's actually worth anything is time. Yeah. yeah. God damn. My goal in life, I don't have any problem saying this. My goal in life is to get to a point where 24 hours, seven days a week, my time is I'm choosing how I, what I'm doing there. Exactly. I, I don't. I don't have to do anything. I'm doing what I want. Exactly. I don't know. I, it's maybe not. Maybe not reachable. But maybe. You know. Who knows? Somebody's done it. And I was like, Jeff Bezos did it. I was like, dude, you got to shoot for it. I yeah. was like, There's literally no way you could achieve that unless you try unless to get you it. Try. Yeah. If you if you win, you live. If you fail, you die. But you have to fight in order to win. And you're gonna die anyway, so you know, might as well fucking go for right. it. Might as well. Ugh. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, that's my take. I think uh, I think money's money, 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 money's a bad thing. But also, it's like literally just like a fucking. It's a whole gag of millionaires don't know how to do shit, but assemble a team of people who assemble a team of people who assemble a pe- team of people who assemble a team of people who do the thing that you thought of. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. The the most successful, richest people are not. I mean, I'm sure they have skills and and things that they're good at, but they they're good at getting teams together. They're good yep. at surrounding themselves with people who can get what they want done done. And that's and then you pay them. Yep. You mentioned zombies earlier. I don't know. Or I think you meant use that word in terms of like people people that we that we. I don't know. Maybe I use that word. You're talking about people. What did you say? Do you do you remember what I'm talking about? Uh, talking about people who like are asleep on a day to day basis. Oh yeah, wake up. The whole bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would you would you would you use the word zombie? Like I've heard that word used. I don't want to put that on you, but like, was, is that a word that you would use? I think so. Do you think that they can wake up, or do you think there are people out there who are destined for a life of kind of NPC esqueness? I think up to a certain point. I think that you know, there's some people where. I know if I say a certain thing to them, this will shatter their psyche. You know, like I will, I will challenge their mode of thought and their mode of function that they've just found is the best way to like live their life. If I say this to them, this is going to fuck them up. Like this is going to fuck your head. You know what I mean? Like what, what would you say? Do, do, you, do you, I mean, not to put you on the spot, but like. Just like sometimes people just like live and you just see the way they're living and you just like, you know exactly like where they are based on like where you were as a person. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Sometimes, sometimes you can just see some things and you just like, I know if I just tell this motherfucker exactly how he's living, it's super visible to all of us and that it's wrong and it will fuck their head up and they'll be forced to build an entirely new system of being, you know, which is like, we all had that revelation, you know, people who fucking, I hate the word like free think, but it's just like, you know, just like are trying their best to build these things for themselves. You know what I mean? Like their own avenue of how to pursue life. We all had to go through shit where things just challenged our, our ideology. You know, I hope so. God, can you imagine going through life without ever having a thought of yours challenged? It sounds nice. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but I feel it. It's like it's crazy. You know what I mean? It's like that's not how people are meant to be. Like we're meant to be yeah. challenged, and we're, like we're fully, we're, we're made to grow as people. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. And you know, break a bone, it grows back. You're right. I guess I don't know. Half of what I've said today is completely unthought before it comes out of my mouth so <laughs> I'm, I'm right there with you <laughs> I, I actually hate thinking Think, thinking is ass nice yeah well this is the, this is the medium for you then no literally oh man get me on a mic I'll ramble forever <laughs> I'll be just like oh yeah hey by the way did you know that you can replace bone grafts with coral can you really yep <laughs> and they'll be stronger than actual bones it like integrates itself yeah so, like, is there any like uh, any any uh, like immune system rejecting it anything like that could be well that does that human body that's like like organs right like the human right body. that's what i'm thinking of like could be but i just i remember i learned that in marine biology that was like the one thing i learned in marine biology you coral can, yeah. is better than bone yeah some people have coral bones and they're stronger than human bones would you go transhuman like if if tech technology started to come out that you could like upgrade yourself you want to hear a crazy fucking story i went to school with the world's first ever designer baby what do you mean? I swear Wait, to God, what? look him up. Adam Nash. What? Adam Nash, the world's first ever designer baby from Greenwood Village, Colorado. I went to high school with him. Adam Nash. Oh, uh, should I search designer baby too? You could. He has a Wikipedia. Uh, Adam Nash, save your sibling, sibling, Wikipedia. So here's the whole gag about Adam Nash. Adam Nash's sister has like some disease. I don't remember its name, but she was like the oldest living person with said disease. Mm. And the doctors uh, are basically Fan, like Fanconi anemia, right? And her, the doctors basically was like, she's gonna die, like very soon. And they basically they were just like, well, what if we have another kid who's essentially an organ bank, and we give him 
compatible liver, compatible kidney, compatible blood type, whatever. And we just altered the DNA like that. So they did. They had this kid as a fucking organ bank for his sister. And I just knew him. Like he was just a kid who just like went to my high school. We played football. Very sweet individual. Lovely parents, lovely family, wonderful dude. But it's crazy to think this was the world's first ever designer baby. Yeah. He just grew up here in fucking Denver, Colorado. Nash has been called, quote, the world's first savior sibling and, quote, the first designer baby. Because they, they fucked with his DNA. Great. It's a trip, right? <laughs> it is a trip. Yeah. And there are people who, who hear something like that and get very scared. Because, you know, if there's a thing to be abused, people will abuse it. Yeah. 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 I don't know if it makes me scared necessarily. Because I, I, I see a lot of good as a lot of potential for good. But at the same time, like you just said, there's a lot of potential, especially if we're thinking of a global sense. This technology, this science gets to every corner of the globe. There's going to be people doing some fucked up shit with it what's, what's, what's that shit it's like war never changes it's like from the, from the moment that we found out we could kill each other with the bones uh, we, we were on it you know what I mean so it's like as soon as we found fire the next step was how do we hurt people with it yep. so it was like you gotta think this was 23 years ago so it's 23 years of advancement since then since then if we think about how fast AI has gone if we want to bring it all the way back to what conspiracy series do I believe there's no way we haven't cured cancer this is interesting. This is very interesting. There's yeah. absolutely no chance that cancer is not completely curable. But it's a big money maker. Absolutely. Because it's like, if they really cared, they wouldn't put red five in everything. Mm. If they mm. really cared, they wouldn't push so much fucking fake sugar and salt on us. Have you seen, uh, there's, there's a, my, who sent me that? I think my sister sent me a video of, uh, on Instagram, somebody posted a video of a lady in the UK who was in a candy store aisle in the UK. Mm-hmm. And they had all the same candy that we have, except they all had warning labels on them because the wow. UK requires them to put warning labels on that shit because all, all the different chemicals in there. Yeah, no, seriously. I don't eat Skittles anymore, man. <sighs> That's fucked up. I, well, I love Skittles. I love Skittles. <laughs> <laughs> I love Skittles. Man, I will annihilate a bag. Like the tropical bag of Skittles? Oh. Mm, don't get me started. Mm. But it's like, you know, it's crazy. Like if they really cared, if the government really cared about not giving people cancer, they wouldn't put all these chemicals and everything. Yeah. But they will. And they do because they hope we get sick because they want us to be sick because they want us to be easily controlled and they want us, they want to treat us and make all the money. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if anyone, if you, anyone hearing this disagrees, has a different take, let's fucking hear it because no, it sounds like ass. the fucking truth. No, it feels like such a one, like the moment Martin Shkreli bought all the fucking EpiPens or just like, what was it? Like AIDS medicine? Yeah. Uh, it was, it was insulin. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. yeah. And we're just like, Hey, fuck y'all. I'm just yeah. going to charge a bunch of money to this. Cause I can, sorry, you need to live pussy. It's yeah. like uh, fucking, there's no way nobody else is thinking that. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Because the system rewards that kind of thought. Extremely. Cause now this dude's rich as fuck and gets to do whatever he wants. So mm-hmm. it's like, he's out of jail too, right? I think so. He, he, I know Birdie's got a documentary on Hulu, which, hey, they give anybody a documentary on Hulu. But fucking imagine that. You just get to become like some notorious figure who gets to, at the end of the day, sit back and collect all your minion, mil, minions, millions, <laughs> but also minions, yeah. while, while fucking making still millions of dollars daily. So it's like, what did he really lose? Right. He went to jail, but he didn't go to like prison. He didn't go know? to jail for real. He, he did not go to real jail. What is it, like fucking Goodfellas jail? You know, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, uh, Wolf of Wall Street, they're fucking playing tennis nah, in, the, in the court. Mm. Well, it's like even prison. They found a way to make prison profitable. Yeah. It's like it incentivized. Like, again, money like really is the root of like all evil. Where it's mm-hmm. like if you give niggas a reason, because I like money in an idea as like somewhat of an equalizer, you know? Because I think that 
the world is not always fair. And I think that it, I'm glad that it gives every man an opportunity to put themselves on equal footing with another man. You know what I mean? Like, I like that as an idea. Man isn't human. But what I don't like is the idea that the game has gotten so ahead of us that the, now the deck is stacked so infavorably against anybody who doesn't have money. Right. That it seems so fucking bleak. Right. The people up t- up top are going to say, they're going to scream all day about, it's a, it's a free market. We can do what we want. Yeah. But then you're getting you're completely ignoring the fact that they've bought the politicians who are making the regulations who are shaping the market it's not a fucking free market and even then when fucking all these people stand to gain from gamestop from taking the short out on gamestop and the fucking robin hood is just like no y'all aren't allowed to do this yeah, i'm no. like whatever shut, happened to the free market down. bitch yeah. i'm just like exactly exactly man you the natalist movement have you heard of the natalist movement no it's basically i think musk is a part of it it's basically um rich fucks billionaires Deciding that we're gonna we're gonna create our own society by just having as many kids as we can possibly have. I get it. So it's why it's uh it's why so many billionaires are just like shooting kids out as as much as possible. And if you I don't know I don't know how how truly how truly all of them believe this, but um this YouTube uh, channel Some More News did a video on this. It's called Are Rich People Okay? Everyone go watch that video. Are Rich People Okay? By some more news, but they're talking about this idea that they have this fantasy of eventually leaving Earth behind on spaceships to go populate the Virgo supercluster with all of their thousands and thousands of generations of, of bloodlines, basically. It's like, these people are sick. These people are not okay. I buy it, you know, because, okay, this is a fucking fire anime that I recommend people watch. It's called Iron-Blooded Orphans. It's very interesting. It's about fucking... Like, people fuck up the Earth, and so they go to colonize Mars, mm. and then, like, mm. the Martians are, like, being taxed or whatever, like, unfairly and being unfairly represented in the American government, or, like, in, like, the Earth government, so they fucking wage war. They're just like, we declare Martian independence, which I thought was an interesting thing, <laughs> right? It was kind of hard. I was like, whoa, neo-geopolitical fucking Fuck interplanetary yeah. fucking revolution plot. The Martians are, the Martians are revolting. <laughs> no, literally. They're just like, fuck it. We don't want to be, we want to be contained, which I think is like, a, which is crazy that that's going to be an issue because I absolutely do believe the idea that the rich are planning on leaving this country behind, 100%. this world behind. 100%. Bezos and Musk are both building spaceships Racing to space. Yeah. So it's like, what, what, what intentions do you have? I guarantee you nobody else, nobody who can't buy a ticket can get on this. Fuck you gonna do stowaway? It's like that'd be hard. <laughs> it's like this guy, Stephen Kotler, uh, was a he's a he's all about flow state, but he was a consultant for rich people. He he talked mm-hmm. about um I think it was on Duncan Trussell's interview with him. He talked about how these these rich guys, not famous rich guys, they were like low key, you know, yeah, those, not like, like like the Rothschilds. Exactly. Yep. They brought him in because they wanted advice, basically. They wanted him to like talk them through some shit and basically they wanted to know how they could maintain a security force in a in a bunker setting after the apocalypse has happened <laughs> and it, his way of conceptualizing it was these people are in a car trying to escape the exhaust from the car huh driving away from the fucking exhaust that's so like, crazy turn the car off yeah we can save this shit we can stop this shit yeah you get you get a few le- few less billions that's okay, you know? We'll cap you out at 999 million. Yeah, and we'll you, say you did you it. You won, you yeah, won. congratulations. Good job. Right? <laughs> you can have the big house. You can have the island. You yeah. know, you can have the plane. You hit the gold cap, brother. It's like, yeah. yeah, enough. But, no, that's a good point. You know, I often think, but it's like, uh, what's the Malcolm quote? Where it's like, 
no man can give you equality. No man can give you freedom. Mm. It has to be taken. Mm. You know, where it's yeah. like the proletariat really actually just kind of get its shit together. Yeah. And be just like, you know, I make this I make this joke all the time about how fucking somebody threw an egg at Larry Elder. Okay. When he was running for like, I want to say like state senator of California. Okay. If that was a gun, Larry Elder's dead. Mm. Mm. If somebody was close enough to get close to him and throw an egg at him. Yeah. Wearing a gorilla mask, fucking true story. <laughs> it's like if that that if, they, if that person was just holding a gun, Larry Elder no longer exists. Dude, George Bush got a shoe thrown at him while yeah. he was president. Yeah, I remember that. But yeah. it's just like, maybe I mean that might be different because they might have been they might have had metal detectors and shit. So maybe somebody wouldn't have got through with a gun. I don't know though. I don't know. My whole question is, I think that people in America are the only people who are too scared to do this. Where it's like, if you look, Burkina Faso just threw the, overthrew their government. Guinea-Bissau just said Fran, the Fran, France is no longer allowed to collect anything from our country. Brazil just overthrew their own government. Shinzo Abe, the fucking former president of Japan, just got popped with like a 3D printed gun. You, you, you remember this? No. Some dude, it was, like, it was like a few years ago, but it's just like, Shinzo Abe, like the president of, of, like the prime minister of Japan, this dude homemade a shotgun and popped the shit out of him and killed him. Because I'm assuming that they don't, that you can't buy guns no, in Japan. No, guns are super anti. You cannot get guns in Japan. But this dude fucking Jerry rigged his own shotgun with like a fucking a piece of plywood, two triggers, a fucking battery, and two fucking shotgun pellets and killed the president. Holy shit. Yeah. So On it's like, July 8th, 2022, Shinzo Abe assassinated while speaking at a political event outside uh, Yamato Saidai. I don't know if I'm saying that correct. Japan. <laughs> Nara Prefecture. Fatally shot by 41-year-old Tetsuya Yamagami with an improvised firearm. Improvised firearm. That's insane, right? But it's like, America is the only place where we're too scared to shoot our politicians. And I'm just like, dog. <laughs> You're like, you careful. <laughs> I didn't say a damn word. But it's like... <laughs> Oh, I mean, yeah, I, that's what the French do, right? The French, the whole national identity of the Fr of France is revolution. Like, yeah. If she, if you're if you get if the government gets too you know too grabby, yeah, we're gonna fuck you up. Yeah, dude, go off. It's like that's like the right of the people. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Even in England, they have elections way more frequently than if you they can do, do a vote of no confidence and elect a whole new government, like basically wow. at any time. That's crazy. Also, I know that their, their, their party is actually way more like split up. Like, oh, they yeah. actually have so way more. more parties that so are actually more. capable of winning. Yeah, the U.S. political system is a fucking farce. It's, it's a fraud. A, it's a joke. You know, it's like they, they totally got this shit like rigged from like, they made this shit like 200, 300 years ago and they just expected it to like remain. Right. You know what I mean? To be just like, dog, we know y'all stack this deck in right. y'all's favor. And it's like, the land old like the land holders and the white folks the, specifically the white holton land folks <laughs> yeah there's literally how in that's in the first draft that's that's who gets the vote you know and it's just like cool glad that we've been able to abide by the system for as long as we have but it's like the system's got to crash but i'm like i'm worried people aren't fucking brave enough to crash it and i'm just like man do you want change or not yeah. I mean, we've gone the longest. When was the last time the con the Constitution was amended? Uh, whatever it was, it's the longest uh, period since the last time the Constitution was amended till now without an amendment. Can you imagine the Constitution, somebody trying to amend the Constitution and put it, put new rules in there at this point today? I mean, shit, barely. But it's like, it's like inevitable. But again, I think people underestimate the amount of shit that it takes to get it done. Mm -hmm. You know, because it's like, I, I bring it back to civil rights. The entire fucking working class black people, you know, in the South or like in fucking Alabama operated the, by the bus system. Like they're the reason why that bus system was so fucking efficient and like worthwhile in investing into as a government. 
So they said, fuck the government, we're not going to take the bus. And they fucked them over major. I don't think people today have the ability to be just like, okay, none of us go to Target anymore because right. hey, people don't care because their lives are too comfortable because yeah. convenience will kill us all. Convenience will kill all of us. Whether it's the ability to DoorDash food that will fucking kill you in 20 years that you fucking can get like that so long as you have the funds. Mm-hmm. Or if you don't, you don't have to walk there and put your body through more stress and just to get the same bad food to hurt yourself. But it's inst- it's available instantly. You don't have to cook anymore now yeah. that you don't have the time, right? Convenience will kill us all. But it's like people are too addicted to that convenience to really just like put the boot on the ground. These people had to get arrested. These people had to get hosed. These people had to get bit. These people had to get shot. And people are like, I'm like, do you want this shit to change or not? I guess some of y'all are just too comfortable. Too many people. I'm like, I think it's too unfair to ask people from the suburbs to change, you know? Right. Because it was a shit with the black square. It pissed me off to no end. You know the black. I don't know what you're referencing. Uh, it was like Blackout Tuesday. It was during like uh, like the race riots, not race riots. Fucking oh, back when the posted. Yeah, back when the cops gotcha. couldn't stop killing yeah. black people. Yeah, you mean yesterday? <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Which fun fact? The people, the cops who killed Elijah McClain are free right now today in Aurora County. The police who killed Elijah McClain are free right now today. Isn't that the same with the Breonna Taylor yes, killers too? They did not face any repercussions at all. They so, took one guy out for George Floyd because it was too big. It was too yeah. big of a story he, to not he, take that guy there were out. Six other cops kneeling yep. on this dude. Yep. Derek Chauvin was the guy on the neck, though. No, yep. Nobody said anything. But my question is, is why does nobody walk up and punch that cop? Mm. You know, why does nobody be just like, because what are you scared of? This man is going to die. We are all going to die unless we stop these people. And I'm just like, what the fuck? Y'all, it's like, I don't know. Will you fucking perish like a dog or will you fight like literally like choose like you have to like if you really do believe in this shit so that's what the black eyes tuesday shit infuriated me because i'm just like all y'all this is all y'all waving a fucking white flag yeah y'all are all waving this black flag that fucking feigns your ignorance to this thing you're just like oh i swear i'm on your side you know but you're yeah. giving up because you're not really doing shit that's it that's where it ends what would it what would it take what would it take to see people in the streets do gen- i don't know because the thing again it has to be you is the tough part. It has to be you. And the issue is, is that America's really good at splitting people up and making us feel like we're different. Yeah. You know, it's it's, really, they've got that down to a science. No, seriously. The idea of divide and conquer is such a fucking phenomenal idea to just like keep shit from coming against you, you know? And it, it upsets me to no, to no end because I love the Martin Luther King quote where it's like the Negro's greatest uh, fucking the American Negro's greatest stumbling block towards freedom isn't the Ku Klux Klan or the white councilman member. It's the white moderate Mm. who is more committed to peace than they are to progress. Yeah. You know, people who are just like, my life is okay right now. And plus, it's not really my issue. So I kind of don't really care. I'm just like, fuck you, your mom, your dog, your sister, your auntie, your cousin, your fucking drapes, whatever. I'm just like your futon, your kitchen table. I don't I don't like you or anything about you because it's like, we need this compassion for one another. Otherwise it will continue to isolate us and make us fight each other until we all die and they win. And it will be your issue. They're not gonna stop. They're not gonna stop with just a little bit of power. They're you not know. gonna stop until they have total domination. I don't even know who they is. You know, we could put a lot of names on they, but they're not gonna stop until total domination. Not like the global elite know what they're doing and they yeah. wanna keep doing it. So it's, I'm yeah. just like, man, all y'all are worried about like, oh, the Epstein list. I'm like, what are you gonna do about it? No, really though, because I don't even know why this was such like a point of contention. They were like, "Oh, they're releasing the list," and I'm just like, "Cool." So, yeah, what's going to happen? No, who's, who's going to try? That, who's going to who's going to try the government? The yeah. government, nice one. Yeah. <laughs> like, 
we're gonna we're gonna investigate ourselves, find ourselves gu- gu- guilty of no wrongdoing, and then we're good. Li- I'm Vote like, for us next time. Li- I'm like, okay, unless any of y'all have some fucking plans, like I'm just like, what was the point of this list being leaked? Yeah, I guarantee you, nobody takes a shot at Jay Z at his next concert. Guarantee it. Was he on the list? Yes. Jesus Christ! I guarantee you, nobody takes a shot at fucking George Bush. They catch him out in Texas. I mm. guarantee it. They catch him walking off his fucking oil field. Nobody's nobody's taking a fucking pot shot at fucking Bill Clinton. He played the saxophone on TV. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, of course, we're not calling for the assassination of U.S. government officials. I would never, would say never that. do that. Would never do that. They just want to take their picture. Yeah. Yeah. What a good shot. <laughs> Can we? Okay, we do. I do have to wrap it up. But can we find hope to wrap it up on? Where Where do you do you find hope? And and if so, where, where is that? In God, mm. you know, because I I know that as much like trickery and foul play. I don't know. I refuse to be idle to the trickery and foul play because I know that that's not what. This is not a good thing to do. You know, it's just not. If you see people suffering, even if they don't, even if they don't look like you, it's your it's your obligation to help them if you can. Mm. You know, and I think that. More people got to remember that, that that could be you. Like I was homeless, you know? And I remember people looking at me like I was insane just because I didn't shower. But I'm just like, you let me know if you've ever been in a New York City homeless shelter. Mm. I was like, dude, I, of course I'm not going to shower, put my bare feet on this fucking mm. <laughs> concrete shower. I don't know who's been here or who's done what. Yeah, I'm terrified. I know I stink, but I have to go outside. Otherwise I'm going to go crazy. Mm. I think people forget shit like that. You know, that we're all people at the end of the day. And that it's just it's just objectively good to help one another. We are all altruistic by nature. It's part of being a human. You know, that you see another monkey struggling, you help that monkey do the thing that is necessary for their survival. Mm. You know? And also in the idea that when all this is done, as long as I did my part, I know I'll be all right. You know, whether I change the world or not, what's the Tupac quote? Even if I don't change the world, I hope that my actions in my life can spark the mind that perhaps sparks the mind that changes mm. the world. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. a long process, but we're we're doing it. Yeah, and I'll continue to talk about it quietly. <laughs> Conscious <laughs> hip hop. <laughs> Hell yeah! Speaking of which, go listen to Congress on is, is Spotify where you would tell people to go. Yeah, Spotify, Apple Music, Deezer, Musicly. Fuck <laughs> yeah! Fuck yeah! Go listen to it. It's a great album. And come find Moses around town. Open yeah. mics. Typically, come find me at Youth on Record. Fuck come, yeah! Come find me at uh, the Corner Beat, the Mercury Cafe. You know, y- y'all know where I'm at. Fuck yeah! Yeah. Thanks for doing this again. Thanks for having me. We just did over two hours. (laughs) I don't know about that. (laughs) Bye, everyone.